Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Simitai. He's a Jedi arriving. Treaty Senator. I am the Senate. This is the way. Let's get let's get the road on the show. The road on the show? The show on the road. So hello everybody and welcome to the November edition of the Positively Star Wars Senate. Joining me this month we have Ricky, hello, Ryan, hi everybody, Tony, hello there, and Ron. Hello fellow senators. And of course my name is Stephen, the obligatory Brit that on the Senate. And as usual we will kick it off by going round the table and see what everybody's been up to in Star Wars land since the last month. Actually a bit more than a month since we well it is a month since the last month, I can't remember. But roughly the last month. And I'll go in the same order that I just gave everybody's names. So uh Ricky, let's hear hey. what Star Warsy things you've got to in the last month. Um, let me see. We're still continuing our marathon almost to the Rise of Skywalker, but I'm, uh, we're mid-season two of Resistance, which watching that show has been, been fun again because I, I think I just watched them once the one time through, and I did enjoy them, but like rewatching them again, like there's a lot of story in there that I think the first time we kind of missed, but yeah, it, it, it's, pretty, it's really good. Um, that and catching up on the comic books, um, went through the High Republic stuff. Played a little bit of Battlefront this month, and that's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything else that I did, really. Yeah, I didn't Aside dress from up. What we're talk about later, yes. Yeah, I didn't dress up for Halloween as a Star Wars character this year, sadly, but I it wasn't spirit. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I know that. And then just, uh, oh, I did get some. My wife bought me some oven mitts that were Mandalorian, which are pretty cool. So. <laughs> That's my swag from this month. Some some oven mitts, mitts yeah. um, oven gloves, basically. Yeah. I'm gonna try to take the kitchen over it under. Uh, Are they made Star of Biscuit? Biscuit. Yeah, I hope very, so, so I don't burn my be, hand. You definitely want to make sure that they're definitely want to make sure that they're allowed for ovens because no, there's yeah, been some are. oven mitts at least. Yeah, I, collect, I use them on my grill. So. Items, so they burn people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, they work. But yeah, that's pretty much been it. It's been kind of a short month, so. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Ryan. All right, so my Star Wars this week is, uh, besides catching up, you know, reading all the comics and staying up to date, I purchased uh, two collector's editions of the Star Wars Smuggler's Guide book and the Rebel Files book. So someone posted, like, these were in a, it's an Ollie's store, which is just kind of like a resale place, and it had the collector's edition, and it's this really awesome cases for the books where it has, like, hidden files in them, small things. Uh, I know I posted it to the group a little while ago, but there's videos online for them. And this is the same collection that the Jedi book is. And then the extremely hard to find Sith Collector's Edition, where it's the Holocron. Well, these are the other two, I guess, less popular ones. But they're the price dropped from like 60 down to 20. So I picked up both of those. Uh, and I'll probably just flip through those books because they're fantastic for all the smugglers background and uh all sorts of rebel stuff so like that has like hidden tickets so it just makes it seem really almost realistic like it's something that pass around inside the universe so that's fun 
Uh, so it's I kind of scrapbooky, kind, of, kind of different stuff in there. Yeah, it is. It has uh, like uh, a punch ticket for Canto Bite for the casino and stuff like that. You know, so just your random little trinkets, you know, little collector's things that came with it. So, but I thought that was a good price. Heck, for the books alone, are around that much. So, yeah, those will go up price, on the shelf. And, and and I would consider very lucky that those were those dropped in Ollie's. Now I don't know Ollie's distribution across the the, the country or whatever, but those dropped in Ollie's a while ago. For so for you to find that in Ollie's in the month of October is was uh, lucky I'd say because right but they probably didn't have very they're, they're kind of big if I recall they, they probably didn't have very many of them yeah they're like the size of a you know old-fashioned dictionary but they had probably had I think the smuggler's guide I got the last one of two and the rebel's guide there was a little bit more but mm, okay, uh, it's cool. great I mean the way it I don't know if you've seen it but the uh, the rebel files when you open it it's like a briefcase and then you tap a hidden button and a screen pops up and it projects the Death Star plans on the screen. So it's just neat little things like that where it's like, oh, you're a spy carrying this case around. So I, I love them. I thought they're really great so far. How do you, how do you find the hidden button if it's hidden? Directions. They, t- <laughs> they, do, they do tell you where the hidden button is, don't they? Somebody yeah. Use the force. That's yes, you exactly. find the and the same with the smuggler one. You have to turn the cover a certain way to unlock the book. And then you press another hitting compartment and it pops up from underneath. And it's got like this cool blue light and it makes all this like neat noise and stuff. Yeah, because they all got lights and noise in them. So they definitely make it feel very in universe. So I, I like those. And then other than that, I picked up another Funko Pop to add to my uh, 300 plus collection uh, Grogu and helmetless Mandalorian. So I now realize I have a whole lot of Mandalorian and Grogu pops. So always building that one up. And I am about a little over halfway through reading Ronin. I picked that up from my library and I got to say that book is a lot, lot better than I expected to be. And it is very, very enjoyable. Very in-universe. Of course, it's a little bit different, but the story is fantastic so far. Uh, and I'm actually very excited to finish it here in the next week or so. So I don't maybe that's something that we can... I doubt a lot of people will read it, but anybody who's wondering, if you have time in between books, I 100% recommend. I missed the title. What do you say? Oh, where, 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 oh yes, the, uh, the Visions book. Yeah, the Visions sequel to the Duel. So is Ronan. So I hundred percent recommend it. It's great. So people have time in between books. Definitely cram this one in there. Is it a more of a shorter book or is it? No, it's a full size, like 350 page book. So yes, oh, okay. not visions. Yeah. It's uh three, yeah, like three thirty something. So, but yeah, it's a full okay. size book and it's Average actually, size, yeah. yeah. And there's actually a lot of words packed in it. It almost seems like single spacing. <laughs> so it seems it probably could easily be a 500 page book with normal spacing, but they have it really packed in there. It's very dense, but it's loaded with information for that universe and how mm. it follows the character like the Ronin and other characters that I don't want to say yet. Uh, once you get to chapter three, there's a big reveal uh, and it just blows the story, the story open from there. So and to see their advancement of their powers and everything they can do and then other characters it's great. So something to fill till January when uh, mm-hmm. the next phase of High Republic drops. Yes. You just reminded me that I did want to put on my list the uh, Secrets of the Sith book. I haven't got it, but uh, I was thinking about getting that. that looks, yeah, looks that one good. does look good. 
I just like how mm. they make it seem real with like the notes from uh, Palpatine yes. and Vader characters. So that's, they're just really fun, very kayfabe books. Mm. Okay, Tony. Uh, you know what? Not much for me. The, I finally got, uh, being that I just finished, uh, I had been collecting the uh, War of the Bounty Hunters uh, comics, and I had figured I was just going to wait till the whole thing's done to to read it because my uh, my memory is not quite what it used to be. So from reading them month to month, I tend to forget stuff, and I don't want to be doing a lot of going back and forth. So I just got the last couple of issues, uh, I don't know, about a week or two ago. And um, so now I'm going to I just started that. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, other than that, not much. Um, I tried to see the Boba Fett special that came out on Friday, but I didn't have a chance to. So uh, that's oh, wow. it. just starting uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. That's that's pretty much it. I haven't really been up to too much uh, Star Wars the past couple of months. That special was really good, by the way. So we'll probably touch on it later. That's what I, I hear. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. We will be we will be discussing it, but I mean, I, it, I think well we'll get to it in a minute. But I don't think it's the end of the world if you haven't seen it. Um, this no, day. I mean I'm sure yeah, it's, it's not, nothing long. nothing uh, I haven't heard already or seen already. But it's just you know it's nice uh, when they do those types of, of specials and really put a spotlight on on characters like that. So okay, actually okay, that reminds me we, we haven't discussed have we discussed the um, the book of Boba Fett trainer. No, that's, that's coming no. to us as well, isn't it? No, well, well, yeah. well, we'll see where things go on that as well. I might have to stick that one in. Okay, uh, Rom. Hello, uh, fellow senator. So, the, my past Star Wars dalliances. So, everyone uh, kind of knows that I enjoy a good Star Wars uh, clearance item sale or whatever. And I usually pick up a number of those things, whatever. So, the last month was we talked was in October, and at the end of October is Halloween. And Halloween, I enjoy uh, trick-or-treat. Uh, my area that I have, we have the kids come around and everybody doing the trick-or-treat hand over candy. And if you show up in a Star Wars costume for trick-or-treat, I hook you up. Um, I enjoy I enjoy that. Um, we get a big giant handful of candy, but I have a stash uh, that I've, I've I've squirreled away over the years of of things that I found on clearance, you know, ridiculous um, pricing kind of stuff, or whatever, and stash that away and 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 hook the kids up when they stop by with um with their Star Wars costumes. So this year I ended up last year. Let's see, I've missed it the past two, so that's why I'm really excited about having been able to do it this year because of COVID, and then we were out of town the, the previous year. So this year I ended up with. Um, I forget the, how many I ended up with an Obi-Wan, a great Obi-Wan, actually. He was he was the first one that came in or first my first Star Wars guy, whatever. So I'm always excited but to see one for, for the night. Uh, Trick or treat goes for about two hours. So I was really excited to see see when it was an older uh, teenage kid or whatever. But he really dressed up well. So um, had an Obi-Wan, had two Fets at the same time. One was a regular Fet and one was a Lego Fet. And I think they might have been they might have been brothers that I've seen in past years that they kind of knew what they were doing, um, the way they talked. But that's fine. That's uh, that's great that they came and showed up uh, the way they did. I had a baby Yoda fan. I wasn't quite sure um, what the costume was, uh, but um, she she had like a jumper on that had so maybe she was it was dark obviously you know um, she had something and I saw baby Yoda was like on her jumper he wasn't holding it anything but that was I was excited to see her because uh, I have a bunch of. 
um, when you say girl centric, female centric, you know, I have some rays and layers and stuff or whatever that, you know, when a Darth Vader shows up, it's not really when I want to give Darth Vader or something or whatever. So I was excited to, to uh, throw some swag into her bag, a commander pyre or a red stormtrooper. I wasn't quite sure what he was, but I was very surprised to see him because that costume hasn't been, I don't think out and about in a while, haven't been out shopping for costumes and in, in, anytime recently, but, and a, a Darth Vader. So yeah, I had a number of number of fans. I was truly surprised that I didn't have a true legit baby Yoda. I thought for sure some family would have dressed their baby up as baby Yoda, just as an easy, cute go-to costume or whatever. But the Mando that came, he was holding a little squishy mellow or, or some sort of form of a, of a plushy uh, baby Yoda. But, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'll post some stuff in the chat or whatever, my, uh, my swag, swag bag uh, box and stuff, whatever. But, um, I ended up having like dollar store bags so shoving things in there and i felt bad because i apologize because obi-wan i was so excited to see obi-wan um that i gave him way too much stuff and i apologized to him that um sorry to make you have to carry this around all day he was you know obviously thrilled uh, to have it or whatever but that's my that's my fun that i get to have every year at halloween trick-or-treat this time or whatever is to enjoy my star wars fans because i just i like seeing them and it's, it's interesting to see especially in a non-movie year how many kids yeah. um you know glom to it or, or you know that the became chose to be a star wars character and then the total disparate characters that i saw I was very excited to see all of that so that's that's my fun dalliance in, in star wars uh, here in the past month Ron, you said that only one kid was like an older kid, right? Like, do you think it was someone that had been to your house previous years and he knew to dress um, up in a great costume to come? So certainly, I I've definitely have experienced. No, I don't think so. He was truly surprised because if uh-huh. if if you um, sometimes you get like a line of kids. Sometimes it's just the one kid coming up and that's easy because I can talk to them. Sometimes it's like a line and Obi-Wan's in line. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. So I make him like stand over to the side, which has got to be weirding the kid out. He just wants to come get his candy and go. But it's like, hold on, trust me, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. So, you know, give all the other kids a candy and get out of my hair, get out of my hair, get out of my hair, you know, and then talk to Obi-Wan nice. and say, love your costume. Hold on, I got something for you. So he gets a big giant, you know, the kid will get a big giant handful, you know, from those candy stash. And then I, I posted in the pictures in the chat where I got a stormtrooper bucket, uh, Helmet uh, that I filled with a bunch of Star Wars candy. I just dump that into their bag, and then I'm like, hold on, hold on, and then go behind. I got a little area. I go behind and had a um, had the bag already, gift bag sort of already made up or whatever. And I don't even remember what I hooked. I know one of the things I hooked him up with. Um, somebody was talking about Ollie's. Well, the Ollie's uh, at some point in time had uh, blown out the Star Wars game that had the Tarkin figure in it. And I had picked up a number of those because they were on the they were like eight bucks. It was ridiculous the price on those. It was actually kind of sad. Could talk about that some other time or whatever. <laughs> the death of three and three quarter it seemed whatever. But picked up a bunch of those. So I hooked him up with one of those games with that figure in it. Who I have no idea that the figure is special or anything. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what kind of fan he is, but um, I was just excited to get him. But then I'm realizing I would have just went home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> then I'm, then I'm, yeah. he's the one I realize is I'm giving this gift back with this big giant board game sticking out of it that, oh man, the poor kid's going to have to carry this, yeah, I, this I think thing around for us. As it was early I think you night. got those at five below because I remember you showing the, the picture no, of those uh, are definitely Ollie's. That, was it those Ollie's? Were, yeah, those are definitely Ollie's. They, 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 like I say, they blew those out for eight yeah, bucks. Yeah, they had stacked those. I remember that. I probably had a, I think I'm sure I had a coupon for like 15 off, 15% off. So yeah, I went, went a little crazy and overboard there, but that's why I, I like to do that and do that. Cause you know, that's the kind of item that I can, uh, I, I don't feel too bad about uh, giving away, so to speak, but I know it's going to light up 
hopefully i think it does in my mind it's a huge deal to the good um it, it could just go home and go oh, what is this you know i just needed a costume i don't know but if <laughs> i have so somebody asked about the reoccurring i have had it didn't happen this year it's been a year or two ago where somebody came by and the little girl was dressed in star wars and the older brother that was walking her around asked if I still gave out Star Wars stuff. And I said, oh, yeah. So I hooked her up with a bunch of stuff. And he told me the story that he remembered when he was little and came around trick or treating that he was dressed as Star Wars. And I hooked him with, stuff, you know, hooked him up with stuff. And so there's definitely some semblance of remembering um, the two Boba Fats. Like I say, I'm pretty sure those are brothers that I've seen in years past that 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 um, I obviously can't tell because they're in costume. But just the, the way they're talking and, and um, the mom that's with them and all this sort of stuff, I kind of think I have seen them in the past because the one year the one kid was Star Wars. The other kid wasn't. He's telling me all about how he loves Star Wars and he's got the Star Wars this and Star Wars that. And I was I, I I felt bad after the fact, but I'm like, nope, nope. I got to make this, you know, be the thing. I hooked the Star Wars brother costume up and told the other guy, you know, <laughs> I like Star Wars too, you know. And I think, I really think later in the evening, as as things were winding down, you know, there's not as many kids. And I, I'm pretty sure they came back and the older brother just put his hood like up over his head and kind of sheepishly walked up all alone by himself and kind of held out his bag for trick or treat and just, you know, got some Star Wars swag just because so that his little brother could have something because I'm sure he's probably in the car um, carrying on about it all night or whatever. But such as it is. So that's my fun. That's that's my uh, dalliance in Star Wars uh, for the past month is uh, handing out my handing out my Star Wars swag at trick or treat time. It's so many, much fun. Which how many which Obi-Wan was it? Which uh, costume? Which Obi-Wan? Oh, he uh, cloaked. So old Ben Obi-Wan. It's easy. Old ben. Okay. Yeah. Got throw it. a robe on. Have a, He had a legit yeah. lightsaber and he didn't, didn't get into, you know, I don't want to be the creepy uh, you know, 50 years old with a head of gray hair. You know, I just don't want to be the creepy old guy. Go, oh, show me your costume. And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, really, really weird and weirding somebody out kind of thing, whatever. So I just yeah, yeah. in and out real quick. But he was he was he was Obi-Wan. So, you know, that's that seals the deal for me right there whatever. And then, yeah, I had a pretty decent, pretty decent robe, pretty decent cloak. Could have been a could have been a, like a um, uh, Hollywood Studios, a Disney uh, store purchase uh, something, whatever. I don't think it wasn't wasn't uh, homemade or whatever. And then his saber was a. Was a legit saber. It was not a toy saber. It could have been one. It could have been a, a black series uh, type of saber. But again, didn't didn't get mm-hmm. a, go get all into it. Sometimes I'm a Star Wars uh, dressed up, and sometimes if I run out of time, I throw on a, a, a hockey team jersey or a sports team jersey and call myself, you know, a fan or something and hand out candy that way. Yeah, cool. So, That's yeah, awesome. I hope you don't critique you don't critique them too much, Ron. Do you say Ron kind of lightsaber? Go home and rethink your life. <laughs> no, no, no. The the one thing that I did was a bunch of like the ear costume is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I did hook a bunch of people up, and then I realized I probably should have looked into those. There was a um like a terrible picture of it, but a black series pilot Chewy, and I think it was a Target Target exclusive. And I remember picking a number, you know, a Target. Target's famous for clearing stuff out just to clear the shelves and on to the next thing or whatever. And, you know, what was probably 30, I don't know, he was expensive and he was blown out for all the cheap. So picked them all up, or whatever. And then I'm realizing somewhere after the fact, yeah, that probably still has something to it. But again, I truly honestly do it for the kids to keep i lived through an era where star wars wasn't going to wasn't a thing anymore you know there was it was the dark times so to speak so some part of me and trying to analyze why i do it or some part of me i think is just to help keep it alive or you know just to inspire not inspire but to spark some interest into a kid and otherwise because they don't see any of this sort of stuff in the stores the stores are so hard to come by the things anymore these days so 
So, yep, had my share of fun this week, this month. How, how many visitors do you get, um, Ron? Um, it was a lot this year because I was, I was I getting scared. Queue, by the way, what you give out. I can imagine a great big queue. Well, no, you don't know that. So as a kid, you don't necessarily know that there's giant handfuls no. of candy coming your way or any of the Star Wars stuff or whatever. So it that is a worry of mine that it sort of would get out there. And then like next year, everybody would be in like Star Wars costume. Um, but yeah, I'd give away all my 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 tub of stash or whatever to some extent. But um, no, it, it does not seem like it, you know, that, that there's anyone pre plans or pre games, the queue or just the sheer number of kids. Yeah, I was scared this year. I had I broke into my secret stash of of, of personal candies um, <laughs> that I like to have or, you know, I'll buy a bag of candy that I know I like that can sit around for the next three months or so, you know, or that the family likes me and everybody likes whatever, just in case. And, yeah, I got to that because um we had an, I guess kids were pent up uh, this year, COVID, not getting to do it too much last yeah. year, whatever. So, yeah, that first hour went quick. And I'm like through the five big giant bags of candy I already have. I'm like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to slow down. Um, I, I'm guilty of like handing the tiny little toddler that can barely walk the same size handful of candy. My wife has to remind me, yeah, that kid doesn't really need all that. You know, you give hmm. them like one or two pieces. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're not, you know, the, the, uh, the, um, teenagers to come with the the worst thing you can do if you're trick-or-treating for for the public service announcement is the pillowcase while the pillowcase holds a lot of candy it doesn't when you hold it hold it in front of somebody to drop the candy and it's like sealed shut you can't get you know a handful of candy in there it's such a pain but anyway the teenagers that show up with their pillowcase are just trick-or-treating with a very terrible costume i still hook them with a big giant handful of candy because i don't want them to revisit the house and toilet paper it later <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the last big question I have, uh, Ron, is what what do you do if somebody comes dressed up in the Star Trek um, costume? Have you seen that? Um, I need to have it at the ready. That that you put uh, the George, on. that George Lucas uh, video with Seth Meyers and his group at the writer's table, and the guy brings up Mara Jade, Jade and he says, "Get yeah. out! I want you out! Yeah. Out! Out!" That's what that's. What I, go into, <laughs> I go into that. I go into that crazy rant. I don't know. I hook the kid. I just he doesn't get any swag. He gets they candy. Get gummy, they get gummies instead of chocolate. He's, he's yeah, suffered he enough. <laughs> he he's he's the one I say you may want to go home and rethink your life. Ah, why didn't I come up with that line? <laughs> That's the line. Excellent. Uh, it's always great to hear. Oh, it's, that'd be, must be fantastic. Man. I suppose it depends where you are. Different areas do different things. I know some people in my area, you know, make a big thing out of it. Generally, not many people do. So, but. Uh, sounds it's great what you do i think uh, it's really really makes me feel like halloween even though i don't participate in it make brings a little bit of halloween spirit um alive i think do you get any adults turn up ron <laughs> um, adults turn up not so much in costume no they're they're, they're running with their kids um mm. but yeah no the older older um Older teenagers, um, you know, definitely 15, 16, 17, some of the teenagers, but no, not not the adults. The adults usually stay down um, on the sidewalk, let their kids walk up because mine's it's not a spooky house, but it's it's you have to some of them have to be brave to come come across the porch and get their get, you know, you got to earn it at my house. You're not just walking up, ringing a doorbell or whatever. You, you got to earn it uh, to some extent. Um, but usually then I'll get the thank yous uh, from the adults as the kid goes out there and explains why they're coming back with this big giant bag that's not candy. <laughs> you know, I, I realized that early on. It's like, yeah, that's probably completely foreign to absolutely everyone that's 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 you know getting this. It's like, what do you have? So but it's my yeah, that's cool. my little my little daily. It's a fun. I, I used to have a neighbor yeah, that um, 
when I was, uh, I think I was maybe like when I was around, maybe I, I trick or treated pretty late, so I was maybe like around like 12. But the guy would always hand out comic books like every year, and that was like the best house to go to. Yeah, if so we had I a guy like, that would hand out 50 cent pieces uh, when I was a kid, and that was just like wow. the, very, the coolest thing. It was weird, but yeah, that, that's something different. Yeah, he he ranked right up there with the guy that gave out full packs of Reese's cup not the single Reese's cup but the two-pack Reese's cup oh yeah that house you would go early in costume a hit everything and then you go back to that house in costume b and get another get another pack of them because see i used to buy awesome. king size i would buy king size candy bars and if i saw a star wars costume then they would get the king size candy bar <laughs> but yeah had someone giving out hot dogs this year i thought that was pretty weird what? yeah i've, I've heard <laughs> yeah, that, they, seen that on a cold cold uh, halloween night my kid mm. ate it up. He loved it. Yeah. But it was like, hot dog. Uh, cool, I mean, I guess. Reach, yeah, get recharged, re-energized uh, on cold Halloween. Uh, and that was the other fun thing about it this year. Halloween trick-or-treat actually took place in my town on Halloween. So really went the, the extra mile to, to, to dress it up and uh, have some fun with it. Because that's always, to me as a kid, that was when trick-or-treat was supposed to happen. Didn't matter what time of the week or when the what part of the week it was. It was supposed to be on it's Halloween. That's when we're supposed to do it. I hated when they would schedule trick or treat, you know, on like the 27th. It's like, well, ew, no, wait, that's not, that's not Halloween. Halloween's on the 31st. <laughs> so yeah, it worked out, worked out really great this year. Had a whole lot of fun with it. Yeah, you really Excellent. hook them up. I'm looking at your your pictures that you posted here. That's that's pretty good stuff there. It's not, you know, the the, the junk. The stash of um. I sh- yeah, I need to- yeah. I need to dive into the tub because the tub has stuff from like the Clone War errors. And wh- I, I went through it one. This is like two years ago. Ricky or Steven will remember. I went through the tub like the night before. Or somehow we were chatting. I don't remember now. And there was like an Ahsoka in there. I was like, mm, I don't know if I can get this away. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, it was a, that Clone Wars um, it had like the card game or some sort of game on the card back or something like that. And there was like an Ahsoka and a, and a, and a, um, uh, Rex in there. And I'm like, Oh, I should, you know, you know, and if a, if a girl came or whatever, I was definitely going to give it to her, but I, I think I did end up sort of pulling them back, but everything that's in there was, was purchased on the cheap was on the clearance. Like the, the one stash of, um, of, uh, ships, there's a bunch of Falcons and everything. Uh, a, um, uh, a Kmart, uh, you know, not a Kmart, they all did, but a Kmart in my area went out, of, uh, you know, closed up shop and finally, finally went out of business or whatever. And go that last day and it's like 70, 90% off or whatever. And they were, they had just, just a, a um, an end cap full of, of, of the Falcons, uh, solo Falcons. It's like, yep, nope, that's perfect Halloween fodder. It's huge, and it makes a pain in the butt to store for a whole year. The 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 family, the missus, doesn't uh, shine too 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 keenly on it or whatever. But I I truly enjoy and truly enjoy doing it uh, for the kids, if you will. Give me, oh, give me take up the fans, you know, instead of like selling it on eBay or something like that, you know, yeah, yeah. give it to the kids that are going to keep. Oh, yeah, 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 going, no, so. I'd much rather give it away like that to kids and have some smile on some kid's face. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was going to say, it probably doesn't take up as much room as a sand barge in a box, but uh, that might be blown about. If a job of the hut comes, he's getting that cell barge. <laughs> yeah, hey, good luck, kid. Carry this around. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that just leaves yours truly to um, recap the last month. And that's, of course, with my fantastic memory. It won't, never takes very long. But I did finish the rising storm (laughs) that i was yeah i was so chuffed at myself um that uh, i i started listening i started listening to it because i do it on the audible and then i uh had a break for about a month and then it's like trying to get back into reading it regularly 
I had to work at that a little bit. But then once you got right back into it, it was like, you know, I was I was you know, sort of getting through the chapters because some of the chapters are really quick. So I got through it in a much quicker time than I thought. Already for already for the next Senate, which hopefully we might well, hopefully we will get time to talk about it at some this today or very soon, I really hope. So I was well chuffed to, to finish that. It's, no, it's nothing like the satisfaction of finishing an audible book. And yeah, I've seen a few. Um, we've been watching the, the Clone Wars um, stuff again. But I think that's... Oh, and and the High Republic comics and stuff. I am up to date on it all. So whether I can remember any of it is another matter. But I am up <laughs> to date. So yes... That's uh, pretty much me. I think that just finishing the audible, audible book was uh, a lot of uh, energy for me. So I'm pleased to have done that. Okie dokie. So I forgot to say uh, just before the introduction and stuff is that uh, for those listening to remember the ways that they can get hold of us on social media. Ricky, it's your bet. Okay, we're on Meta. No, we're on uh Facebook at PSW Senate. <laughs> Twitter, you can find us at, at PSW Senate. And Instagram, PSW Senate Podcast. And then also, if you want to email us, positively Star Wars, Senate at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just go ahead and give us a shout out. Give us a, leave us some comments and, you know, we'll interact with you. You can join our Facebook group, uh, Positively Star Wars Facebook group. Uh, we're all in there and trying to have some great discussions in there. So that's pretty much it. Excellent. We do indeed try. I, right, I do so, occasionally go on the old forums too, <laughs> but I, I think we do have an official uh, account on the forums somewhere. Right on. So the thing we were all looking forward to with the Disney Plus day, which was on Friday last, was an Obi-Wan Kenobi trainer. Didn't quite happen as, <laughs> as I really expected. We ended up with a little bit of a teaser, which as I... Uh, read somewhere online people were saying it was almost a year old in itself but i don't know how true or not that is but it's yeah, a whole they saying that it was something that was shown to like executives or something last yeah. year so, yeah there's a whole massive sixty um, thousand milliseconds long which is a minute the uh, one thing uh, i i'll point out to to why or to listen to ewan's um sheer enthusiasm now granted it's a gig it's a job it's paying role and all that sort of, but his sheer enthusiasm at, 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 at getting to reprise this and getting to do this project or whatever is what is one of the things i took away that he's he's truly a fan you know he's obviously acting and getting to act and all that but he seems to be quite a, a fan as well that he's really happy right. and excited and, and enjoying the fact that the the story can be told i really hope they they do do right by whatever the story is but yeah he seems really genuinely genuinely excited by it how excited he was like during when they they released the like behind the scenes stuff for episode one like he was like a little kid playing with toys you know when he was shooting the scenes so I, i'm sure that came back to him now you know right there's a hunger for this character to come back the fans have been waiting long enough you know Something that's extremely we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> obviously Ewan McGregor. This is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi, it's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. At least he has this one task left, which is to keep Luke safe. That's definitely a starting place for our story. The interesting thing is gonna be where it goes from there. The most beautiful thing of all is that it's brought me back together with Hayden. 
We are bringing back Hayden Christensen to reprise the role of Darth Vader. We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. Have another swing at each other. It might be quite uh, satisfying for everybody. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. Blink and you miss it. This is Obi-Wan so, Kenobi. Sorry? It says Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end. Doesn't of just yeah. Kenobi. Or the, uh, there we go. Old Obi. So that's one of the first. So one of the first b- bits of, of visual artwork that we get is a, is an older Obi Wan um, on top of a um, what was that? An EOP, isn't it? Yeah. EOP. Is that, is that yeah. the EOP? If that's how you pronounce it. EOP. 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 Yeah. Okay. No, no, you guys know more than that. EOP one Kenobi. <laughs> I li- I literally get goosebumps just seeing that photo. Just 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 seeing that character, knowing that we're going to get more story out of that character, is just oh genuinely exciting. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He, it does. He, he, it it kind of reminds me of what um Boba Fett was wearing when when he was on Tatooine with the scarf around his neck and all that stuff. But his robe is still it, tattered. You notice that on on this concept art, it's still burned and tattered. Do you think that's the Do you think that's the robe, or do you think that's just it looks like the robe. It's still smoked and, you know, smoke damage and all that stuff from fighting with Anakin. But, I mean, when we see him in A New Hope, he's, you know, it's got patches in it and stuff like that. So, But I do, I have to say, I do love, always love looking at concept art. I, I always have to remember that it doesn't always make it through to the uh, the actual production. Yeah. But there's, 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 there's always a lot of intrigue in, in, in concept art, isn't it? And yeah. They throw it all in there. And give you that mood and that feel to it. So we've got this well, one here, which is somewhere George where there's a stormtrooper. There's a stormtrooper's mingling, basically, in a in a, a open hallway with some atmospheric blue lighting kind of colors and stuff. It's it's I the whole thing with the Ralph McQuarrie artwork, you know, when they're trying to pitch the movie. Mm. You know, it, it gives you like your your brain fills in the other half of the picture. So you know, you can yeah. just imagine what these guys are doing in, in these scenes. Well, this one, and it I, looks like I, they definitely fully integrate it into the TK style Stormtroopers too. Yeah. So it's oh, like certainly. they got the full news. Well, this is 10 years in, right? It said it's, it's 10, 10 years. Ten, yeah. It's 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, right? Yes. Yeah. So Luke's 10, Ezra's 10, you know, it's 10 years before. And this is supposed host. to be underwater here, this uh, hallway. Uh, I was gonna, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was going to say, do we know where this yeah. is? I didn't see that. Yeah, that's great. I don't know you that know, we know that it, where it is, but I heard it, it's, it's somewhere that's underwater. And let's say you can kind of see like fish or in this thing they said that there's jedi hunters about so that reminded me of like fallen order where you know you got the inquisitors going around looking the for jedi the, one of the levels yep. on there is underwater it's an underwater imperial facility so yes uh. so i think that's what they were saying i was i don't know where i heard that somebody said that and and they mentioned where it was and they said that it's probably there because of what you're saying yeah I forgot so what it makes, it makes sense then they're not make that they're reusing some previous story kind of stuff rather than yeah something else which yeah. makes sense because that otherwise it's just another one there's oh they've retconned something or they've forgotten about that and that kind of stuff they're actually reusing and probably expanding on that um yeah because i don't expanding. think this is camino because we know that camino got it you know blown up no well, one bit of the like, planet really all we know is one city got blown up there is a bit yeah of the city did it could be camino because hmm. yeah they, they could have rebuilt under it or something or i just why is it, it so Mon tall Calamari or you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes because that increases the pressure on it doesn't it surely as well 
by having it so tall. And also I've got, yeah. you know, seem to have some Smurf stormtroopers back here. Look, they look really smaller than the rest. Well, they're hobbits. And then do do the stormtroopers, do they really need windows to see the, you know, to, to see the, see, you know, do they really need to be entertained? They're, they're grunt stormtroopers or whatever. They need this one guy down the lower left is like, oh, look at the pretty fishes. I see Nemo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they did it for them. You know, these guys, they take, they take over other other things. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right. They took over somebody's. Yeah. I can't really it, it could be it something is. like the Colossus, you know, like where that was like a, a ship, but it was underground. You know, it was underwater. You know, and it did have windows. Yeah. So it looks almost like a, I mean, a, a sort of social room for stormtroopers, doesn't it? But with no tables or chairs, they're all just in there mingling, having a little chat with each other. There's no, yeah, that's true. And nothing to eat, nothing to sit, and no entertainment. Part to look out the windows. That's what I'm looking at the windows from because there's no other entertainment in that room. Yeah. Well, they probably yeah, figured, you know, look, it's it's a really long hallway, and they're like, you know, you got to walk all the way from back there to over here. <laughs> well, at least you have something something nice to look at on your on your walk, right? Of just gray gray walls. Right. When does Fallen Order take place? When does Fallen Order take place? Well, let me see. If uh, Cal Ketsis was what, like maybe ten, right? When Order sixty six yeah. happened, from the you know the, the little clips there. Yeah. Then maybe maybe it's around the same time because he seems like he was like around twenty, right? Nineteen twenty in the game. Like oh, yeah, that, I haven't yeah. played that game. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good story. Oh. Yeah, that so looks this, like a visitor right there. So this, the yeah, so this shop we've got one of those. Um, I don't know what you call those sort of um, ad hoc kind of um, black kind of imperial mini ships sort of stuff, and we and a couple of stormtroopers and a prisoner. That's like the seventh sister, isn't it? It's one of the sisters' ones, isn't it? Yeah. It actually looks like, looks like the one from the game that you're that's chasing you. So I mean, yeah. If they but show, the, if Cal Ketsis shows up in the show, I'm gonna lose my mind. But yeah. Is that the like, same? Yeah, go on, Mom. I was gonna say it, it looks like the wings then fold down unne- so unnecessarily that that the the, the gun turreted wings once it takes <laughs> off would fold down so they'd be in the down position versus this up position whereas either one is still going to shoot things forward like very, but I mean you, know, you can park closer this this way <laughs> but I'm saying why do they need to fold they just leave them leave them like that the fold's going to I guess maybe the fold would make their shooting points be wider because right now they're kind of close to each other and if it folds down the way it's going to look like an a um mm. they would be spaced farther apart so maybe that does help for targeting in some fashion i don't know i just you know i always need my star wars to work in some so fashion we've got, so we've got an inquisitor with two stormtroopers and one's like. interested in the ring and the ring's being up right in atmosphere for in atmosphere, it could still use the wings for gliding and stuff, and folding it up it helps get it into tighter places and tighter platforms. Yeah, the more and more I watch the sequel trilogy yep. and they show ships flying around in atmosphere, there is nothing. Being an aerodynamic uh, engineer background <laughs> guy, there is nothing in atmosphere to any of the these tiny ships. wings. <laughs> the way the, the wing, yeah, the way the ships uh, turn in atmosphere and everything, it's all that uh, repulsor technology and everything, but. <clears throat> It's still a very cool design. And yes, to Stephen's point, yeah, that's what I noticed. The, the Inquisitor and the Stormtrooper, eh, you know, whatever. But, you know, a big deal. I'm looking at the ship design. Yeah, details was not my thing. So is this, is this Inquisitor then? This, the Inquisitor was in the game. Was that one of the same Inquisitors that we saw in Rebels? No, it was a different one. There's another Inquisitor again. So there's yeah. even more Inquisitors. Yeah, there was like 10 of them or something like that. Right, yeah, that looks like, this, looks like a sister. Because remember, there was like the ninth sister or the ninth brother, and you know, they went up in numbers over and over again. I think the one yeah, in the game was the second. Things. 
Because you know, there's the ones say, say that again. Games. Different ones did what? There's yeah, there's different there's different inquisitors that you see in different uh, projects. Like, oh, that you we see. You don't always okay. see them all together. You hear that, like Ricky said, that there's like ten of them. But you know, right. like in Rebels, you only see a couple of them. Then in the game, you see I think like what, what is it, one or two of them? Like two or three, yeah. And, yeah, two or three, and then in the comics, I think there's like another one. You know, so like they kind of you see different ones throughout different different things. So from a, from a real world perspective, I always hate to get into the minutia of you know how this gets made or whatever. I like to believe it's all real, world. but yeah, from a real world c- construct, where it's a genius concept to have a villain. Of the we, you know, that the right, we know there's these uh, inquisitors and there's you know, sister number nine, sister, you know, all these sorts of things. So, right, that we've never seen them all, but they could constantly sort of manufacture ones, and one could get dispatched over the course of time, another one could get dispatched over yeah. the course of time as a yeah. way to provide us with bad guys that are linked to the empire and linked to Vader in some fashion that they're hunting. But yeah, every once in a while, we need a yeah, payoff. Once, we need once an, they, a, uh, once they die or once they lose, then Vader shows up. Yeah, we need himself. an inqui- right, we need an inquisitor yeah. to bring Vader or into the mix one one or two times yeah. to to dispatch or take care of something or whatever because yeah well else what is he doing you know what else is he doing maybe other than hunting obi-wan is this on tattooing do we think or somewhere else yeah moisture evaporate yeah for sure it's on tattooing or jetta or Jakku. well so for sure if they know obi-wan's on tattooing they can't possibly know he's there I mean that that was the one construct when we heard about getting an Obi Wan series. You're like, how? What story can they tell? They can't know. You know, the Empire can't know about Obi Wan at all, or Luke at all, or they would go take take care of it. So he really has to be off world or otherwise redirecting them away from there. They just, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do in order to keep that. Because, you know, over the years we've had a problem with, you know, it was Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. How did, how did Vader not ever find him? And George would say, oh, Skywalker is a common name like Smith, but we've kind of, kind of come to the conclusion that's not necessarily the right answer. I've always wanted to posit that his name was Luke uh, Lars. And when he says, When he says, uh, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue, you know, he, fi- he finally comes to own his own his true last name. Um, but that's a that's a that's a huge retcon uh, of uh, epic proportions there. Uh, the movies would allow for it. There's nothing that says he's Luke Skywalker and anywhere else. But I think all the cards and everything else we have kind of calls him as Luke Skywalker um, when he's, you know, on in in the. In the sand, in the robes, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, come on, the guy changed his name to Ben Kenobi. He's not very inventive either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I found Dr- funny in this trailer was was when uh, when Ewan right right before uh, this picture that's up, uh, Ewan says, "Oh, you know, he has one job, which is you know to protect Luke." And then they cut to all these scenes of of other like planets and other worlds yeah. and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's like you had the one job, and then you're gonna take off and go to all these different places. You know, it was obviously it's probably him. It's probably him leading, you know, them away from from their. That's what I was. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's yeah. the reason I guess that, that you could uh, explain for him leaving him. Or maybe he has to protect Leia. You know, maybe he yeah, has maybe. to go off and do that. That's true. Yeah. You know, I forgot I forgot that Leia was supposed to be part of this too. So Well, I had a bit of a revelation somewhere, I don't know if I was watching Jedi talking with somebody or something or whatever that Oh no! I was looking up, looking up to make sure I quoted the line correctly, whatever. And 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 Jedi, Return of the Jedi, Vader said, you know, sister. So you have a sister. Obi Wan's failure is now complete. That I wonder, you know, how they've taken 
they've, they've made a lot of hay out of this, um, you know, a, a one line, a one throw off line. You fought in the Clone Wars with my father and then, you know, make a whole giant series of it. I wonder if there's something, if there could be something to this. So his failure is now complete that if there was, if, if, if this Kenobi series is going to help fill that line in or add some weight to that line or otherwise make us hear that line in Return of the Jedi differently in terms of while it's going to be a complete, it should be a surprise, still needs to be a surprise mm. to him that so you have a sister. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me, but now his failure is complete. Uh, I'm very curious to see if this if this series does something to add a lot of weight and a lot of background to what was a, you know, a throwaway line, so to speak, for 40 plus years. Really well, excited. Like Tarkin thinking that like, oh, Obi-Wan, he's, he's, surely he's dead by now, you know. No, that's mm. so. Yeah, must yeah, have, yeah. Have some reason to think that, like, I mean, Obi Wan thinks Vader's more machine than man than he ever was before, and mm. then Tarkin thinks he's assuming that he's he died. So some kind of battle happened, and Obi Wan probably like failed and left. Not you know? to mention the the Vader line, uh, where he tells Luke that Obi Wan once thought as he did. Yeah, yeah. Like that's well, there there's, a few another... those, there's a few of those. Oh, like that's a beautiful that... line. Yeah, right. The, the, trying to turn him or whatever. Obi Wan once thought yeah, as I you mean, did. When, when did he? Return of the Jedi at that point, like, if, you know, going by the, the prequels, the last time that we knew that they saw each other was on Mustafar, and he was not. He was not trying to, to turn him, yeah. Anakin, turn Anakin mm. back. So when when was it exactly that Obi Wan once thought as he did? Oh, well, that's got even more for this series. Luke is like telling obi-wan like i can't kill my own father he's like you know there's good in him he's like oh he's more machine than man now so yeah. you know i tried you know basically one. don't you know so he tried to again your, to your point it makes total sense that right what obi-wan and, and anakin were such friends why would he just go off and not of course uh, that's what luke goes to do but you know why would he go off and not try not try to to turn it you know to to once thought as you did you know to try to turn his friend and, and try to talk sense into anakin and otherwise do something like that so yeah that probably is the is, is a line that's going to carry a lot of weight in this in, in this series oh just, I just feel yeah. just so much more excited he's too for heartbroken it. to ever go back like well you know yeah. that's one of the saddest moments and when you talk about his failure his mission was to keep them hidden so Luke came to the forefront, he failed there, and then he tried to keep Leia hidden, and he failed there too. So I wouldn't look is complete. too okay. much into it. Yeah, your failure is complete. You tried to keep them or, from me, now yeah. I know they exist. Or to protect uh, Luke from the Emperor, and uh, he's standing right there in front of the Emperor. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's, yeah, that's pretty big failure. But, so it looks yeah, like there's, there's gonna, so much uh, they can do with the show. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's it looks nice. like we're going back to Coruscant. Is that Coruscant? It yeah, it does kind of look One would think. And that would, make, that would make some sort of sense, supposing there was some. It, of course, didn't got a got a nod in in the series, I would say. But of course, there is a hundred and one other places that look like Coruscant, so it may not be. Um, and there's a bit later on. And they keep calling this like a limited series, so I wonder exactly how long you know it's going to be. If it's just going to be like six episodes and then that's it, you know. I, that's what I envision. I, I don't think this can be open-ended. I think this needs to be yeah. a, a movie, an Obi-Wan movie that's gotten expanded mm. upon. So it's not just two, two and a half hours. It's, it's uh, six episodes, you know, nearly 40 minutes each or whatever. So we really get a really well-developed, fully fleshed out what's going on with Obi-Wan during all that time um, story. And I don't think it can be open or multi-seasoned. I mean, it could be, but I don't know that I want to see that as much as I love me some Obi-Wan. 
uh, you know, this has to work very, very well. Well, everyone's like excited for like for Hayden and Anakin, but like I'm assuming we're gonna see Yoda, you know, um, you know, Obi Wan communicating with him back and forth. Maybe he communicates more with Qui Gon. Yeah, with Qui Gon. Mm -hmm. He communicates with Qui Gon like straight up. He that is canon that he communicates with Qui Gon as a Force ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Force voice, more like it. Yeah, force voice. So in this artwork, we got uh, Vader sat at his desk um, <laughs> with an image lit up in front of him, a uh, sort of hologram image, obviously in the castle on Mustafar. Is, is that is the Emperor's on. image, or is that who's he? Well, you can't, with? you can't tell. It could be anyone, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I see Vader sitting in his throne and Obi Wan trying to talk to him, maybe. Mm. No, I mean, I I wouldn't go that close. I, I was thinking maybe he's just looking back on a memory or something. Ah, uh, okay. Or right, maybe he's watching. Of... Maybe he's watching the message like this is Obi Wan Kenobi, the Jedi Order is about. You know, maybe he's watching that whole thing. Well, the Honda oh, that'd be good to see. Yeah, the Honda special. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be very hard. That'd be very hard to see. Anakin watching that Obi Wan's heartfelt message to everyone. Oh, the coast on there, don't we? We've not got much. Is that actually a window there or not? Do you think I was just sit go watch? That looks like lava. Yeah, it goes straight out, it doesn't it? It looks like open. Or it's just lights. I don't know. Yeah, yeah why would he have it open? It makes sense it'd be his castle, but off to the left looks like sand, like a sand valley dune thing. He hates, I think it looks like lava no, and he steam. Hates sand. Touche. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't look like his castle. Doesn't the seat look yeah. like his castle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to be his castle. Why would it be? No, I mean, it looks the shape of his castle. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Obviously, this footage of uh, of um, Hayden um, training and stuff, I imagine, is from Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so he he is wearing socks. I was wondering if he was. No, they're wearing masks, so this has to be modern. They wear masks so, for so oxygen training, but were, that yeah, no, the front the, guy's wearing a mask. Like, those are COVID masks. So and if you look at the back, is, is yeah. that a double bladed lightsaber in the background, or is that just a long staff? It looks like oh, I can't. I don't see. know. It could be. I mean, you practice with a staff. And they just tried like to a double blade it. I think somebody's hitting, hitting him or something, but yeah. So it looks more like he's tripped and he should about to fall into that. Um, thing <laughs> <laughs> sticking down in the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, of course, the masks give it away, don't they? I was just thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. But yeah. Um, so obviously, there's more than, there's going to be a few people with lightsabers there. Because otherwise, what's the point of these? People also got lightsabers. Well, I kind of wonder that too. Yeah, why? Why are why are they back there training? Somebody tried to posit that the guy in the back uh, right there with sort of the white lightsaber was was Hayden training, but yeah, just hmm. it's not. Well, yeah, yeah why are other people swinging lightsabers in this scene is interesting. Of course, oh, any oh, oh, yeah, or oh, there could He's be there could be some up. imperial guards. Could be. Oh, um, uh, there you go. For somebody, well, they're just trainers, so they're just doing. They're just mirroring each other's images mm. so i just got to say on this thing i am not a fan of uh the obi-wan and vader rehashing their fight at a later time i think <laughs> it has a much bigger impact if they never talk never see each other never do anything for that entire gap it to me it seems very forced of course again i keep my expectations low and i'd hopefully be a surprise that they have a good reason for them to fight oh. again and not just fan service to put those two together because yeah. It, you got to think if you give a modern interpretation of those two fighting, it's going to make the new hope fight look even worse. It's the same uh, with the, the SC-138. Like, he, he needs to get injured like pretty badly so that way they can't leap around anymore. Because I think by the time you see Vader in a new hope, like he even like on Rogue One, he was still well, I mean, that's around the same time. But like 
you know, when he's fighting Ahsoka, he's still like pretty spry and you know leaping around and, and doing stuff. But by the time you get to the you know the OT, he can barely walk. He looks like a robot, you know, walking around. You know, he, he yeah, doesn't yeah. jump up very much. So I've I mean, maybe he gets injured even the... more. Maybe Obi Wan gets the... injured. You know, who knows? Yeah, that scene. I the but the I can't remember what they call it. The SC one thirty eight or whatever the original Obi Wan and the Vader fight. They expand With on the it. Some graphics. fans. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's uh, but people are like they need to put that in, and I'm like, no. Like if you're gonna put something like that in, you might as well redo the entire movie because it's gonna feel so out of place. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what I'm worried I mean, about. Why wouldn't Obi Wan just walk concerned. around? And, why wouldn't he just wave his sword around and destroy the Empire himself if he's that good still? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. So I'm yeah. very concerned why they're fighting, what they're fighting for, you know, how it's going to end, you know. So it's. It certainly intrigue. I'm very apprehensive. Which is like the thing with the rematch between Obi Wan and Maul. You know, people were kind of like disappointed it was so short. But I mean, you can't have them like jumping around fighting like they did in Episode One. You know, that makes sense. More mental. So, so I haven't got to that part. I've seen. I've watched the scene in Clone Wars or Rebels, whichever one it appeared in. Okay, it's Rebels. So, do you think that takes place after this? Like, is Rebels closer to New Hope than the Kenobi series? Mm, yes. Yeah, it is. Luke is. I think uh, this it, takes place after Rebels because Luke is very small in that. You see him bounding across the 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 horizon. No, I think, before. and he's small. It's because Luke and Ezra are the same age. They were born on the same it's, day. You think this yeah, Obi Wan series is before? Yeah. This is 10 the years. The Obi-Wan so. series is 10 years, and Rebels takes place kind of like it ends five years. pretty much like right before yeah. uh, A New Hope. Yeah, because yeah, it's five same years to New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Maul starts still about alive. Five, about five years after after the, the Kenobi show. About four or five years before yeah. A New Hope, I think. Well, that would. Start. Okay, so that would work. That would let Obi Wan and Vader be <clears throat> spry, if you, uh, for lack of a better term. But to your point, you're exactly right that, that they have to treat this uh, delicately they have to treat this uh, correctly they have to treat this with with the utmost respect because yeah i don't need we don't i don't want fan service i agree that i don't want fan service and just having another fight for them because it it, it diminishes it has the potential to really diminish and ruin a new hope i really believe the stewards that are in charge of all of this won't let that happen um wishful thinking hopeful thinking and otherwise, uh, don't want my favorite character ruined in, in terms of his storyline. So I really hope they find some way. I'm excited to see what they do that find some way to justify them meeting again and, and handle it in, in the proper way and proper respect that it needs to in order to jive with the story that started it all that is a new hope. That those lines, those meetings, those actions, like you say, they're not jumping around, they're not spry and everything and all that needs to needs to work from a timeline standpoint and everything well, for us. Yeah. Well, Filoni's involved in this, isn't he? I believe, isn't he? Maybe, maybe he's like an executive so. or otherwise. Uh, I'm sure there's input. To, I would hope he has some input. I hope, I hope he is because he doesn't let any crap um, get past, does he? he, yeah. he, he he's the one who's got to know whether something works or doesn't work. He really needs to be the one who is um, consulted um, on this kind of thing. But I think there's definitely a case for it being able to work. It's just they've got to get it right. Like you say, there's lines in A New Hope of got to still stand up they've got to be they've got to know they've got to be aware of them all right all the ones we just talked about yeah. they've got it there's, there's like five six you know at most maybe 10 lines that Obi, or vader says about then and obi-wan says about things or whatever that have to be on some wall that is all right does this pass the sniff test does this, does this work for these lines yeah. that can you know does, does has, all of this yeah, job it has to be a good angle 
to get them to fight again because it's honestly yeah. something that I mean that all of us that have been fans for decades now have never even really considered that there was another fight in between three and four. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. That I, don't, I don't think any of us ever thought about. It. I never did. Well, I just and realized too. So, yeah. Sorry, I just realized too that Obi Wan must have to think Vader has has or um, Vader must have to think Obi Wan has died because if they fight and separate in some yes. fashion that where they don't dispatch each other or whatever, then yeah. Vader would be on the hunt and, and the Emperor would yeah. be yeah. on the hunt and they would just be just uh, you know send every Inquisitor everywhere trying yeah. to find him. So there has to be some level of he thinks it's it's. I mean, he's going to be sure that that he's probably dead after this. Otherwise, yeah, he would have never given up the hunt for the next, like, you know, however many years till he found him. So presumably, I think they gave up. They gave up the hunt from revenge to Kenobi. I mean, there's a everyone knows that Kenobi's alive. So yeah, they would have sent out someone for a year. They can't find him and give up, and then they just do it again. Well, the thing is, I think at that point, you know, like Vader had just, you know, he's kind of becoming Vader. He'd been all chopped up. So, you know, they're starting the Empire. I think they had other they had other fish to fry. Plus, they had the Inquisitors out there. And, you know, I think, you know, since he wasn't really stirring up any trouble over those 10 years, I I don't think they they had a real good reason other than revenge to go get him. But now that they know he's if he's popping up again. You know, this would be something that would lead them to hunt him down unless they thought that, you know, he was probably dead after this fight. It's pretty dangerous. Like, it's pretty dangerous for him to appear back in because you got to think 10 years after the heat's probably died off on him. But now you're going to fight Vader and he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to hunt you for another 10 years. Like, oh, yeah. So, again, it's very early for anything. I just, you know, I hope they have good um, Maybe Vader never stopped looking for him, you know, and, and like he follows him to Tatooine, and then Obi-Wan has to leave to throw them off the scent of Luke, you know? And that's why he goes planet hopping, maybe. You know? I was initially to get thinking Vader off of Tatooine. Just being yeah, definitely, he's definitely got to throw the scent far, far away from Tatooine if they're ever, like, if that ship, if we think that ship landed on Tatooine, he's got to do something to, to get him far, far away from there. Um, yeah. I was thinking that there was something where Obi-Wan might think that, or uh, Vader in the early, you know, somebody just said, you know, he just became Vader. So he's still hashing it out or figuring it out that he might be conflicted and Obi-Wan might be trying to turn him. But there's not a lot of conflict when Ahsoka meets him. And that's relatively soon after he yeah. became Vader. Right. And if no, this, this is, is like Vader, 10 years, Vader in his prime, then like he's fully dark side right now. Yeah, and if this yeah. is 10 years, then Obi-Wan's once thought as you did or whatever is really going to prove challenging because he's really going to be seated into the committed as Vader. So, yeah, they, they've got those story story room. They've got a lot on their plate to try to make sense. Yeah, Vader of. should be like pure evil at this point right now, like mm-hmm. when, when they were doing the rematch, which is probably, I mean, maybe he bests Obi-Wan and then Obi-Wan is assumed dead, you know? And he's just been really weak after that. Yeah, I think that's another thing that, you know, after this. Does it mean it's his last they, time we met? I was the learner, you were the master, you know? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh. revenge still. I like how they threw the sand in there just to get at. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they put sand in the Kenobi logo just to just to make Vader angry. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm certainly definitely looking forward to this. Probably the most uh, of anything that is on the horizon at the moment. This is top of my excitement level. Yeah. As, as I am trying Same to keep expectations as well, but um, yeah. Reduce this, expectations, Stephen. So. Yeah, I, 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 expectations I, I, I can't, Yeah, I can't see how it can it can fail in some respects, but it could also, 
It's probably I think it's probably a good time to stay off social media, ignore what everybody else thinks and just take it the way that you receive it. Do not worry about everybody going, oh, there's all this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, those, those lines in A New Hope, you know, we're saying that they must, they, they must still stand up, but it doesn't mean that those lines couldn't mean something different to what we previously thought they meant. You know, like we've got Rogue One yes. going straight into A New Hope. We never thought for, for a minute that Fader was just hunting down Princess Nair just before New Hope until we got Rogue One. So it's quite possible that they could, those lines could still mean something real, but might be mean something different to what we thought they meant originally. So, yeah, it's, it's no, I, li- I like it and agree that, yeah, I love how Rogue One sort of spun what we thought about the rebellion on its head, that we thought the rebellion was this thing and well-formed and all, and you find Rogue One and they're, they're a, a, a hair's breadth away from, uh, you know, disbanding the whole daggone idea. So, yeah, I like the idea of potentially turning something that we've thought on its head to some extent um, like that, like a Rogue One did to really sort of question Mm -hmm. that or challenge that or otherwise add some depth to what we thought we knew to to something with regards to the expectations. If you go into it with the expectation of just having more Star Wars story told to you, it'll work very, very well. Uh, that that's my yes, my exactly. big hang up on 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 yeah if you go in expecting to see this or expecting to see that or wanting that's where you that's where the disappointment from from very many fans i think comes into play is they expect to see x y or z and and i always couch everyone yeah if you just go in with expecting more star wars story to be told to you you will not be disappointed if i don't see jar jar i'm gonna write <laughs> <laughs> At least in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least in the background. Get ready to write. What if Jar Jar snitches on oh, Obi Wan oh, so and tells cheap. Vader where he's at? <laughs> he tells Vader, oh, Kenobi is in Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Misa never seen Kenobi, not since last year. Oops. <laughs> yeah. I would say that the comics muddy the waters because I think, in, in that's what I call the comics, as Ryan knows, like muddy in the waters. But of course, Fader did visit Tatooine, didn't he? In between yeah. the um, before in Jabba. Well, after, it was after this one, wasn't it? Was it before this one? I can't remember now. It was after, isn't it? Wasn't that it all was this stuff takes place after? after, after, after yeah, after. yeah. All those comics are during the original trilogy. Right. No, you're right. That's right. Okay. They and don't then uh, the Luke fights Boba Fett in Obi Wan's house, right? That, doesn't that happen? Yes. Oh, what? Boy. Yeah. I think was it was. Luke was blind and he doesn't know that it was Boba Fett. Yeah, something. No, was it? I don't. I don't know. Sounds of the he, couldn't, he couldn't see for some reason. Well, he had no idea who Boba Fett was, anyways. So. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Speaking of Boba Fett. Pink. <laughs> Jimmy did. We also had dropping us on D plus day under the helmet, the legacy of Boba Fett. Now I know. Tony hasn't seen this, but no, not, but not missed much. But I assume everybody else has seen this. Um, I have, yeah. Yeah, lots of cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's lots of cool stuff. How much was it? I mean, for me, because given my memory, I haven't got a very good memory. So for me, it's like, oh, this is all interesting and stuff. How much of it was actually new stuff, stuff not actually talked about before? I mean, I had no idea uh, Jeremy Bullock was in the other movies, like in the background. Like that was that was new to me. Oh yeah, yeah, they showed that, didn't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. he's an extra in as other in characters. Yeah, yeah, as other characters. Mm. Yeah. I found it interesting. I know I've probably seen it before, but just have never gone back to look at it. Or whatever the early Fett designs had. Yeah. Um, ears or I don't know what's on top of his helmet, but then Filoni ended up using them um, on his um, uh, trooper helmets. Or did he use them on Previsla? I thought the I think Previsla had the little. Trooper. Had yeah. those little weird the ear wing ears. things on top, of, yeah, on top of the helmet. And I thought, I thought some of the clone trooper, I thought Rex might have had those too. Anyway, you know, it's, it's that recycling, it's that poetry, it's that you know, no, no idea ever goes unused kind of a uh, thing in Star Wars, or whatever. That uh, it was neat to see that um, in this documentary. That then, um, I know I've seen before in terms of having watched Clone Wars. Yes, we had that. Um, the original chap in the white. I definitely recommend watching it. it. Yeah, it, I learned a lot. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very well done. Yeah, that original. Yeah, about yeah, how how it sort how it sort of. Um, how about just uh, as a real quick topic thing, whatever. Find find the Lucas piece, or whatever. You think that Lucas interview was from previous, or was that him? Did they get him for this? It's at the five uh, minute mark. He looks he looks minutes. pretty he looks pretty aged, and it looks like he's at the same. He's on you know. Skywalker Ranch, the same spot where they're talking to everybody else at. So, yeah, I, I definitely did. Uh, you know, like watching that when I saw George pop up, I'm like, oh, he's he's getting up there. You know. So you think he new. it was new interview for it looks newer, this yeah. thing? They had him had him back there yeah. ranch and interviewing him for the show. And he's wearing the same thing that the... he was wearing when um he was watching those races last week. <laughs> no, he's not. Maybe he's the same thing. I was the Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Grand Prix. Because that, yeah. that was really similar. That's actually was Boba Fett's introduction. Was at that parade, wasn't it? That's actually the first time. Yeah, that was, that was kind Go of, to yeah. the the five minute fifty one mark is his part of his interview, and my favorite part of the entire thing. Oh, oh there he is. is. This, <laughs> this face. Yeah, this and face then later they were doing the holiday special. <laughs> and then later they were doing this holiday special, and there wasn't much. Involve our involvement, but I came up with the idea. Why don't we take the Boba Fett character and put him in that, make a little movie out of it? No, but yeah. he says like I did not help at all in this thing, except for the one thing that everyone actually liked was the Boba Fett cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like this, claim to that. Yeah, I love this scene. <laughs> this his eyes to the side, like that mm-hmm. holiday special. And then he chuckles. Yeah, someone like, pointed out that the clips so... they showed of it were super cleaned up, like the when they showed a. Uh, um, Chewbacca's kid and stuff. Like, so there's oh, the live action stuff. Was there's a remastered um, Disney version, version of, of yeah. Mm. Sure, they got plenty of people that you know that need work. Whether they're going to do it to release it now <laughs> or later, whatever. They it's would like need some editing so that they have yeah. it. Um, um, so, and the lesser spotted Filoni without his hat. I mean, what's he thinking now? This is choice now. He's he's doing a lot of hatless. Yeah, I'm sure. Is that I'm the same sure place? The is that the would have got to him? Are George and Filoni at the same place? Well, that's Skywalker Ranch, right? Or is that? That's similar, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it. And he's got the look of he's set on it. I don't know why you think the background of that Lucas shot is Skywalker Ranch. Is it Skywalker Ranch? <laughs> where, you know, where else would it be? Well, mm-hmm. the, the why, would, why would George go there for this interview? That's why I asked. You know, did they go to him? And he said, "Yeah, I'll do." You know, willing to do a interview. Well, didn't about they show him on the set of the show? Like, and is, where is all the uh, the volume and all that stuff? Isn't it there? No, the volume is uh-huh. over here, isn't it? In California. Well, I think that's what he's saying, isn't it? At the ranch. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, yeah, I guess. Uh, is it up north? I always thought it was. I don't know why I always thought it was here in like Southern California somewhere. I, I could just imagine Ron going to Rancho, everyone, just dro- casually dropping stuff into his bag as he's walking down the aisle. No, not Rancho, Obi Wan, but Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't. I don't think they let you carry a bag through Rancho, Obi Wan. No, I've never thought. I never knew how much stuff. He's just saying how much stuff was Boba Fett there, and it was just like hundreds, wasn't it? That's just Boba Fett. There's just so much stuff there. I mean, I that's... have a Pez dispenser and a three and three quarter action figure of Boba Fett, and I think that's probably it. <laughs> the Lego, the Lego Boba Fett guitars, Boba Fett. Yeah, the back of the prototype Boba Fett, where he goes have... into detail about the shape of the missile. That's right. Intriguing. Yeah. One sounded lethal, didn't it? Was, was it well, one one's was a quite... four-sided and one's an eight-sided missile. I mean, come That's on. It, yeah. Two totally different Boba Fett figures. They both choke kids equally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why we I didn't thought get they either, shot your eye out like a Red Rider BB gun, right? I think it was a choke. I thought a kid choked on a Battlestar Galactica projectile. So that's Yeah, any kid that chokes on the, you know, should just keep it to himself because that's kind of an embarrassing way to go, I think. <laughs> Who doesn't shoot the missiles into their Who face? Who chokes like, on, on those things? I grew up in the seventies. Nobody I knew choked on any of that stuff. I had a metal putting, Nobody was putting them fine. in their mouth. Dar- Darwin at its best. Darwinism at its best. <laughs> there you go. I know he said those I've those those, all, those little rocket thingies come from the knees. Yeah, like they showed on the show on Mandalorian. Yeah, but I, I, I never, I never, I, always, I don't know why. I didn't think they came from the knees for some reason. I thought they came from around the arms, but um. It just, just happened so quickly. I never really noticed where they were, where they all come, were coming from on, on the show. Yeah, people always pointed out he's got knee rockets, and I guess they just decide to do it in this show. So in the Mandalorian. Yeah. And we never see him shoot the actual rocket until we see Jango Fett do it in episode two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it was—the prequel, not the Mando. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you then you stuff them. You haven't got to replace them, have you? Once you. No, Mando. He does the knee rocket. Else. Mando. He does the knee rocket. Doesn't uh, what's his name do it in uh, Mandalorian? Uh, Cap, the, guy who, the guy who had Cap, uh, Cap Cap Yeah. And also, what I never noticed, look, he's got screwdriver screws there on the by the jetpack. Two massive mm. screws about the rocket pack. You know, I, I was looking at the the clips that they were showing of him from the OT, and I don't see that you know shiny um, digital thing on his left. You know, on his left pack. You know, the little screen with the numbers. Yeah. You can't really see in the old movies. Now you watch Mando and it's it, like it wasn't you know, there. he put a new LED battery or LED LED light or battery in it for the for the show. Yeah, he wasn't worrying it that day. But yeah, I, I, do, I they, was, do we think they address how um, Boba Fett um, looks better? His I was just going to say that his complexion from Mando to to the series or whatever that he backed a tank or otherwise. Well, I mean, why yeah, didn't I he do it sooner? You know, there's definitely that, yeah. definitely something they. Uh, so I just wonder, will they address it? Well, watch, know, do they address well, it? Watching those clips so. again, did it look like he had like sand on his face? That's why he looked so pale. Or it I don't know. Like he was wearing a lot of sunscreen. Yeah, it did. You know, like when people go out there, and I'm not joking. I mean, like you know, like when you see people out there, where they they just like lather on the sunscreen, and, like <laughs> they look all white. You know, that's what he looked like to me. Yeah, but there were, there were he, sort of like lines as well on the on the. Yeah. yeah, on his face, and you can still see them on the the clips of the trailer, but they look like they've healed. You know, like they're really thin. Yes. Well, it's definitely worth a watch, Tony. And the, as I said there is some um, some new stuff in there, and uh, it's only twenty minutes, and even I managed to watch it all in one go. So, 
<laughs> so. Yeah, so that that just makes me look bad. You know, if Stephen could get through it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, that Stephen watched that, and he watched Toy Story too. So. <laughs> I watched Toy Story oh, wow. too. Yeah, for my birthday. Uh, I know. You're getting... only, only ten. You've come a long way. What year did that come out, man? I don't know. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> It's about right for you though. Like, that was only what twenty years ago. So. Steve, isn't it funny you can watch anything and you still have Star Wars references in it? <laughs> There's so many in that. Yeah. That Toy Story one, so many. I was never. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was watching. I was thinking. Good grief. You know that I I am your father and yeah. uh, and a lot of things. And I was watching. I was watching another episode of Lost yesterday, and they had the oh, they had the, the, the Star Wars references all over the place in that from that. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They were talking about trying to change um, um, Saeed back from the from the darkness in in the last series. Uh, and Hurley goes, "Yeah, you could, of course you can. It happened in Star Wars with Anakin." And then and 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 then um, Sawyer goes, yeah. "Who's Anakin?" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Great stuff. It's, it's everywhere. Okay, so I suppose we ought to um, think the rising storm. Um, in the High Republic series, which was the second uh, book of this, of the last rave. So I think we should start it off. And I realise probably Tony and, and Ron definitely will have no idea. Yes, we'll be very quiet. So No, but you can, it's, it, it, you can absolutely chirp in because I, there will be time to chirp in. At least with Ron going, who's that? What's that? Yeah, oh, like what's going stuff. on? And... This, is, this is the way of, this is how you get your, your monthly dose of the High Republic. So I w- I'll leave it to Ryan to um, give us a synopsis of this book, and then we can play in with our thoughts, and Tony can, and Ron can play in with their WTF questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I made a, a really quick set of notes, like maybe only like a minute, just to get the overall sense of the story, and then I have other notes that, you know, look into it more. So for the overarching of the story... This is one year after Light of the Jedi, because I always like to know where stories fall. So this is one year later. Stellan Gios has been promoted from Jedi Master to Jedi High Council. So he is now one of the main decision makings, which is kind of funny when I brought up last month how uh, if humans ever do good on the Jedi Council, because they live like 80 years. And then you got a bunch of people (laughs) like Yoda that live like 800 years. So Stellan has been promoted to the High Council. they are building a new super ship called the Innovator, which I also I found funny. I'll, I'll touch on it later. But they're building a new ship called the Innovator on another planet. It's supposed to be Chancellor So's big ship of peace. Then we have Martian Rowe. He goes to find a weapon. So he travels to another planet. He meets what he calls his cousin. And he collects a weapon called the Leveler from like an ice planet from deep within. And he talks about how he broke away from the family. So there's a lot more history of Martian Row, which is probably going to be maybe touched on in the final book or the comic book coming out in January. He's the bad so, guy, by the way, guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, depending on what you know. So Martian Row, the overall villain. So he collects a weapon called the Leveler, which is going to happen later. Uh, also in it, we have characters who are trying to start the Defense Force program, which it'll come into effect later. So that's just the early beginning. We have people building ships, we have Rogue collecting a weapon, and then it jumps right into the attack on the fair. So Chancellor So has a pretty much a peace fair. Think of it like a world fair. And she's trying to bring all these people together to show how peace it is. And then, of course, no one has really heard of the Nile for the past year, and they do an all-out attack on the fair. So, and what happens in that is the big innovator ship gets destroyed, and Bell, 
one of the Padawans, he saves a bunch of people in the ship. Porter Ingle, the Santa Claus guy, he mind links with five other Jedis and they fly all their vector ships around and they're shooting down a bunch of Nile in the air. So that scene was really cool. Elzar Man, uh, the big three of these books, I would be considered Elzar Man, Stellan Gios, and Avar Chris. And Avar is not in this book at all. She's in a couple pages and she's off dealing with the Dren gear. So she's not in this at all. But Elzar Man actually uses dark side abilities to what they have giant floating islands for different planets in the new outer rim. So and these are humongous, like city sized planets floating in the air. Like, yeah, and they like have a hundreds thing for and the hundreds. Fair. That was the fair. The yeah. Fair. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This is still all in the fair. This whole planet is for the fair. So this is everything that I got right now is just the attack on the fair. So, and at one point, the Nile shoot those down. And Elzar Man, using the dark side of anger of all the death, he catches one of these city side spheres and he almost like spins it around and he knocks out a whole bunch of Nile doing this. So Elzar has very efficiently like used the dark side. So it makes me love his character even more because now he has to struggle with the realization that he didn't mean to, but he just accessed the dark side and they made it a very valid point to say he's using more power than he's ever used before. And he still is not out of breath. He's perfectly healthy and he's going to battle for more. So expanding in Elzar, they're doing great with that. Uh, Elzar then joins up with Ty Yorick, who is being expanded in the comics Monster at Temple Peak. She is a former Jedi Padawan who left the Order for some reason. And she comes back to she's just part of the story and they just kind of runs into Elzar. They ride dragons through the air and they also fight the Nile in the sky. Um, at one point when they get communications back, all the Jedi team up and they're able to push the gas cloud out because, oh, what I skipped is the way the Nile are attacking is Lorna D, one of the generals, you could say, she's leading the ground attack. Pan Ada is handling the sky attack and they sent, as what the Nile do, they send all their gas clouds over the entire fair, this whole city of Valo, almost the whole planet of Valo. They do the giant gas clouds. And then Zeter, the other general, just sitting in space, shooting down any ships that try to flee. So this attack is extremely well organized, uh, just to cause as much terror as possible. So the Jedi push all the gas away. At one point, towards the end of it, Lorna D, that general that general that I mentioned, leading the ground attack, she fights Stellan. Uh, Stellan has two sabers, and she is still able to disarm Stellan and get past him. And she attempts to kill the Chancellor. Because that was the whole point of this attack, is to show the Nile are not gone. Uh, there is no peace in the galaxy. And uh, the, pretty much Chancellor so they just want to kill. So I think this really backed up Lorna D really well, that she is very much a BA, because she battles lots of Jedi in this single-handedly. So, But she's knocked down. The Nile flee, but Pan, the other general of the Nile, he sends bombs down and he shoots pretty much just sends rockets down to the planet once the gas is clear and he flees. So he's blowing up other Nile and he almost attempts to kill uh, Lorna D, the other general. So that's the attack on Valo. After Valo, the story keeps going and Roe is not getting along with his three generals. Pan, who is like very much uh, a forceful one, he wants control of the Nile. Well, 
Rogue gets kind of sick of him, and he tries to kill Pan. What he does is he, like, injects the syringe into his neck. So Rogue doesn't appear to have any abilities. He almost is like, I consider Rogue to be, like, the Batman of this. He's always prepared. He has crazy weapons. Yeah. And he's like he the guy that they don't expect anything from, but then he's yeah, sinister. Because, yeah, his dad was the boss, and he doesn't deserve to run the Nile. Well, he's very sinister, has all these tricks. So I was very... Uh, mediocre on Martian Row, but once I kind of just considered him, okay, well, he's just an overpowered Batman with all these weapons. You know, then I started to like him. So he tries to kill Pan and he leaves. Lorna saves Pan and keeps him alive. And then Lorna acts like, let's team up and kill Row. So Lorna says, well, let's go meet out here. Pan shoots off into a random spot of space and the Jedi are there waiting because the Jedi have intercepted comms. Um, from the other Nile. So they know that they're going to travel here. So Lorna D sends Pan out to pretty much get blown away by the Jedi. The Jedi destroy his ship and everyone thinks Pan is dead, but he escapes through the paths, you know, the way they travel through hyperspace. So everyone thinks Pan is dead. So he's gone. And let's see what else. Pan secretly escapes. D. Yeah. D escapes. Lorna D gets away. Jedi. Yeah. yeah. She gets away. The Jedi follow another Nile guy that they captured, who they let him go, and then he flees to their base planet. So the Jedi did it on purpose, so they follow him to the planet. And then the Jedi attack the Nile uh, altogether. So it's revealed that Loden Greatstorm, my favorite character, <laughs> he is still alive and he's being tortured by Roe. So, and he escapes. It's also pretty crazy that uh, at yeah, one point Roe cuts off his Leku. He was captured so, at the end of the last book. Yeah. So, I mean, right. obviously, you definitely got to know what's going on Light of the Jedi. So, Loden escapes with the help of, and I don't know if you guys know who Mary Santeca is. She's the one that gives, if you remember her name, she's the one that gives all the Nile their paths, which is the way they travel between hyperspace. So, she helps him to escape, and it definitely seems like she has some Force abilities because she gives strength to Loden. Bell arrives on this Nile planet and Loden gets strength from Bell and he's able to escape. So he's escaping. And while he's escaping, uh, Martian Rowe releases the leveler weapon. It's very unclear what this weapon is, but to me, I read it like it's an animal or a cloud or spirit or something like that, because in the book it talks about from the, from its point of view. So it's kind of moving it out. So Rowe releases the leveler which is a weapon against foresight, which a weapon against any force users, whether it be dark or light. So the Jedi, they all get super sick. They can't focus. Lots of ships crash. Um, lots of people almost, um, you know, he just uses it to get away and he's able to call the leveler back to him. But while the leveler is attacking, shockingly, like the very last page, the leveler destroys and kills Loden Greatstorm, unfortunately my favorite character. So, and that's the big thing at the end of the book, like the very last page is they find Loden and he's pretty much half turned to stone, half turned to ash. And at the very last line is for the first time in his life, Stellan Geos feels fear. So it just shows that the Nile did exactly what they wanted to do to show how powerful they were. Uh, within that story, so there's a basically, lot more that happens. But that's turns kind of them the into dust, huh? Right. Yeah. So it. he kills Loden, and it's the leveler. There's a lot. There's a lot more in between. 
But yeah, that's kind of the broad census of it is, you know, they have all this stuff, they attack Valo, they try to get away, and they unleash the leveler and it kills them. And the comics are following up and all that stuff. So that's the short, abridged version of that book. Yeah, this, this book had a lot more, like, action than, than the previous ones had. Like, it, the that fair scene is, like, the majority of the book, and that's where all the action takes place. Yeah, yeah it's, I, like, I, 40 chapters. I did like how um they kept having Stellan um, teeter back and forth with the uh, dark side. Like, he was doing stuff he probably shouldn't, and, like, he El- speaks up. Turn, right? I mean, El- right, that was... That was Stellan, right? No. Stellan is the guy in the High Council. Elzar oh, okay. is the one. Yeah. Elzar is the one that Elzar, he tried yeah. hitting on Avar Chris, and yeah. he got turned down, and he's like super sour about it. Yeah. Okay. Stellan's the very uppity. I follow all the rules. I get chosen yeah, because true. you know I, you know, I'm just a nice guy. I, I'm not a really big fan of Stellan. He's like mediocre. <laughs> so, in this book, I was kind of bummed that he has so much focus. And my three favorite characters, Loden, Greatstorm, Elzar, Man, and Avar Chris, are barely featured at all. So, but the scene with Loden and Bell was so amazing. Like when Loden jumps out of the building and Bell catches him, which is a great callback to Light of the Jedi when uh, Bell is training and he can't land from super high heights. And Eb damn near teared up in the book of Light of the Jedi when he was like, I trust you, you know, you can do this. And he jumps out and he's able to land on his feet to go save people you know he just eliminated all the fear in his mind and now you have in this book Loden jumping out of like a skyscraper and bell catching him to say like listen i can i can do this and then it turns around and then Loden dies which is was just absolutely mouth dropping to have such a major character you know come back and then get killed yeah i, I like the whole beginning of the book where it was mostly about bell you know and he like like nearly died like four times <laughs> like trying to save everyone yeah yeah. yeah, he did. He was almost sucked out into space. He's almost drowned. I think he said he had like surgery in his stomach. He yeah. was coming out of a back to tank. So yeah, he was definitely the uh, the beaten down hero that kept coming back for the fight. So he definitely the, the, did really good. Well, the thing about these books, like anybody can die, you know? So like there was the, the point where like Bell got seriously injured. I'm like, oh, they're killing him off. And now I'm finally starting to like this guy, you know? <laughs> like um, Yeah, that's, that's really my concern with, with all these phases is, you know, are they introducing all these younger characters? Because there's there's going to be time jumps. There has to be. I mean, yeah. that's how we get so close. I mean, so during this end, time so. of this book, Yoda's absent because he took off with uh, Elder Tromac, right? So they don't really know where he's at. Is that going yeah, on? Yeah, he's going. Time, right? And I find it interesting because in the comics, Yoda finds part of the leveler. I believe it's a it's a two part piece. So mm. at the beginning of the books, Martian Rill has the leveler. And in the Rising Storm, he finds it seems like the other section. It's the purple weapon that they keep talking about. Yeah, the so purple thing. He's in the comics, Yoda finds it, and he's very interested in it. And then they never talk about it again for like ten more issues. Doesn't Martian so, get it in the comic? Right, that they show him finding the last piece. Right. Not not what he found in the Rising Storm. In oh. the comic, they has him finding the first piece. The first piece. Okay. Yeah, it's the purple weapon because it gives off a purple view. And I think yeah, it was really vague of what it was. Like yes, was, you know. Even in the book. Yeah, yeah it is. I, so that's I was why, confused what was going on there. Yeah. That's why I was hoping the comic maybe gives more image to it. But the way that the Nile are amassing weapons um, are, is amazing. So now they have this leveler, which can oh, stop anything. And, and the, other, the other weapon, too. that um, the, the nullifier. The nullifier, yeah. Yeah. Which so, I was pretty crazy. Yeah, so they have this lady who... So I brought up the defense, uh, the defense force... 
because there's a senator who doesn't believe the Jedi should be fighting the army. And he wants to start a galactic size, you know, military funded by all the planets, not just depend on the Jedi. So he meets up with this character called Mantessa. Mantessa has a weapon that disables lightsabers. So turns it's a very, yeah, turns off lightsabers. At one point, Ty York attempts to kill Stellan Gios and her lightsaber deactivates as, and she just stabs him in the chest with the lightsaber hilt. Because hers yeah. has like knives on it. So now the Nile, so it's revealed that Mantessa's the mom, but then it's revealed that Mantessa was killed and it was the child, um, I don't have the kid's name, it was her kid that invented this weapon. And it was like, a really big kind of thing that said like pretty much a computer sized device that would nullify everything. But the problem is it uses a certain type of uh, material that is super radiation. It's very dangerous. And even turning it on, the guy's like, wait, this has radiation in it. We can't use this. And the guy gets really mad for the defense fund guy. He's like, we can't use this. Well, at the end of the book, a big character turn was that daughter who was all for the Jedi the whole time. She approaches the Nile and she has a bracelet size nullifier. So that's again, like they are amassing all these weapons and they are going to wreck shop on the Jedi at some points, whether it be fallen star or what, but you know, now they have, you can't fight them with a force ability and he disables all lightsabers. So Martian Rose about to be untouchable as far as uh, Jedi users go. But also I worked on all the things. This book had a lot of, what's coming in the future of star wars as far as you know what we see in the original trilogy this book has a lot of so it introduces walkers it has experimental walkers oh yeah um, that's right it did yeah because there was a yeah. scene where the chancellor was climbing up one of the walkers to get to safety yeah and it was like to try to get yeah as a tank yeah yeah they they say it gets above the gas cloud so we know it's a big walker so they have they're introducing walkers um during the gas attacks Stellan, I can't remember if it's Stellan. It has to be Stellan because he's on the council. He says, why don't all Jedi wear breathers? So it's the Nile that pretty much forced the Jedi to always carry rebreathers, which is what we see in the prequel trilogy when they just pull these things out of their pockets and they jump in the water and they're able to breathe. Yeah. So it's it's little tie-ins like that that I personally love because it's just like, well, why would you carry this breather around? Well, 200 years ago, they were attacked with gas and all this, and they fall underwater. And if they just carry rebreathers, then everything's fine. So well, I think that's, the thing, that's fine. the thing that stuck out to me was that there's, you know, the defense council thing. They're trying to get an army for the republic, and the republic is still like, no, we don't need an army. You know? Yeah, like, we exactly. Have the they're depending. Prepared. Light of the Jedi shows the Jedi first getting involved in pretty much galactic things, and they have a big vote, and it's like, well. Is it not our job to uphold peace? So in times of battle, should we not go? And it's literally like almost uh, a Supreme Court. Like it wins by one vote to get involved in the war. But then and at first I was kind of concerned about the character. It's like Tia Toon or something who's saying we need a defense force fund. You know, we should not depend on the Jedi. Yeah. And at first I'm like, oh, he's got some, you know, yeah, evil intentions. And he didn't. Yeah, and he didn't. He's like, no, legitimately, I don't think it's your role. He's like, I support the Jedi. You should not be fighting our battles. So this is just the precursor for pretty much the Empire. You know, they're like, they have a giant fund for everything. Although we and, still, heck, we're not a years to go, haven't we, until we get to that. Yeah. That's yeah, so they got 200 years. They introduced yes. scav droids. 
So this is the first time they have scav droids from, uh, you know, they just fly out and they tear apart ships in the prequels. Oh, the, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the they have that. Three. Um, also, it seems like the way they hyperspace jump is introducing this because up until the Nile, they were not able to approach a planet for like 100 miles, whatever, 100 light years or something like that. They weren't able to get anywhere near a planet for the fear of destroying it. Well, because of the Nile in their paths, they're able to jump within atmosphere and everybody's like that's just not possible that's why nobody believes the nile is real because they're like it's not possible to hyperspace jump within the atmosphere of a planet and we see it you know in new hope where they pretty much appear right at within moon distance of a planet well they leave so, from tatooine hyperspace jumping right on the, the docking yeah. bay yeah yeah well you when you're coming in hyperspace so they're like the theory at this point in the books is it's not possible to get that close to the planet without striking the planet. So the Nile technology has to expand, you know, the way the galaxy sees everything at one point because they jump within, they jump from one city to the next. You know, the way they use paths is they travel within the atmosphere and they jump, they traveled, they just appeared in Valo. They just appeared in the sky. So looking up and they're there and that's not possible. So I think their technology and the way the series is explaining hyperspace is very interesting. Well, and, I'm, uh, I'm interested to, to hear what, uh, given that this is the first either Tony or Ron have heard about any of this. And I imagine it, it must be very hard to digest <laughs> as well. Yeah. Who's who and that kind of stuff. But there are some I'm, concepts you can, you can get your head around it a bit. I'm wondering whether what uh, Tony and Ron are thinking of what you think, just explained. I think Ron took I'm just doing out. an info dump. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, information, but I'll say I'll say this. I mean, it really sounds very interesting. You know, and it's, it just makes me want to. Um... Yeah, and there's like tons of stuff that didn't even get mentioned. Like the, yeah, that oh, book is imagine. like so I much mean, stuff. Even as it. it is, I'm like, man, that's like a lot of, that's like a lot of stuff, you know, but you know, again, yeah. like I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know, three, four books or whatever it is behind. Yeah. I started the light of the Jedi. Is that the first one? The... Yeah. Yeah. That's where yeah, you like kind of yeah, introduced like, everybody. Yeah. Like I got about halfway through that one, but then I know there's like the little, the junior novels, the young adult novels. And then now there's this other one, there's been comics. Uh, so like, yeah, I mean, I know there's like a bunch of stuff going on and some of the names, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with and some of the concepts, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does sound really interesting. You know, it's like, I really need to, uh, you know, focus and <laughs> get in there and read all this. Well, if Light of the Jedi is like a new hope, this one is like, uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know, it's yeah. It's, yeah Cause they lose the good yeah. guys lose. Right. Right. And I think the other thing so, that's again, a tying between, uh, series is they invent hyperspace detection in this book. Uh-huh. So this random alien says like, well, since we can't detect Niall coming in, I've in- invented hyperspace detection. He ends up dying in the book. So it's almost like the technology is lost again. But we see that yeah. in Rogue One, where it's like we're sensing something coming out of hyperspace. Yeah. So it's little yeah. things like that I super appreciate because who would have thought to care to explain that? But then you now have in the book, this is where hyperspace detection came from. And I found it funny that yeah, the they use that like in every movie in the OT, where it's like, yeah, oh, there's but, five ships coming out, you know. Yeah, so it was invented here. And I found it funny that they were using insects to build this giant innovator ship 
much yeah. like they used insects to build the Death Star. I'm like, okay, I guess everyone just uses insects <laughs> for all the slave labor. That's interesting. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same race, right? The uh, what are they called? The, the genus. No, they're cyclorians. No, they're like, they are okay. like bugs. I think they explained them more like beetles, but they had giant mm-hmm. bug eyes and stuff like that. And one of them was the lead scientist who designed the innovator and designed hyperspace detection, but he was killed in the attack. So, yeah. but again, I was like, oh, you're just using bugs again. Okay, I guess bugs are a good word. Well, it kind of makes sense, right? You know, because bugs uh, work with kind of that hive mind mentality, like bees, and you know, so I think they're it's probably like something that's native to uh, uh, to most of the the insect species, right? To to work that way, so they probably they probably make good laborers for that reason. I would imagine. Yeah. And if they're sentient, then it's like you know, we just need work to yeah. do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So, which which my book, take, Stephen? Uh, my take, Stephen. Let's hear let's hear what Ron has to say. Yeah, Ron, short, short and sweet. That's why I like my Star Wars on screen. It's just a, it's 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 a it's a lot of info, whatever. But it it, it sounds like an interesting story. Very. Um, well-weaved story being told there of some sorts whatever and like he says the small little callbacks the tie-ins that we detect something dropping out of hyperspace those types of things are very very cool that the the author takes the time and you know utilizes they, those they and, definitely and drops them in time. that's that's kind of yeah that's that, that's well done versus just you know getting something out there just to have something to to be sold or whatever so and it, it, it sounds like a well, boy yeah it is a, it is a there's a lot of info you're dropping there for yeah that, i mean it's a that one book? several hundred pages yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on there. I really yeah, hope I have a at least an animated um cartoon of the High Republic at some Don't point in time. Just to help other people get like like Ron um get into it um a bit quicker and uh, and you know, fill him in quick because obviously any animated series is probably gonna would probably tell this story in a shorter space of time as well. But yeah, it'd be really good because that would get other people into it. And then they, you know, as uh, they go the other way, they go, "Oh, this is, this, I really enjoy this cartoon. Um, I really need to now to read the books and find out all these other bits that that happened." I'm really hoping there is something animated that would help, would help prop, even myself and Ryan and, and Ricky who read the books. It would really help us as well because not this stuff is in our imagination. We don't know what some of these people look like or sound like officially, and there's so many different names thrown around. It's it's hard to keep. It's really hard to keep yourself working out who everybody is so yeah i think something animated really would help a lot of people yeah they usually don't animate stories that are told though they'll animate or do stories in between stories like once something is told they're not gonna be like okay we'll just kind of do that again i mean they might do like another side story maybe like a little you know something that goes on in i don't know but there's so much that they're filling in with the comic books now though so it's kind of yeah and it seems like you know I had a question because um, you know I did I was catching up on the comic books uh, the last couple of days. There's a time jump between the IDW comic, right? Because when we first meet Zine and Crix, uh, is that the kid's name? The one that goes with Marcion? Yeah, I think so. They look like little kids, and then I went to go read issue eight, I think it was, and like they're like full grown teenagers. <laughs> well, it's a it's an art style change. Yeah, so, it, but yeah, I noticed that right away. They uh, like super tall. They're older. Yeah, yeah and he's definitely older. I was like, well, maybe that made him seem older. I didn't know if that was like the year between the book jumps and the year maybe the comics jumped a year too, but they grew like double their size. <laughs> well, because they uh they introduced Ram Jamaram yeah from uh Race to Crash Point Tower, yeah. and you know that happens during Rising Storm, and then he 
in the book goes to join the team and then in this comic he joins the team so it can't yeah. be more than a, a month max mm. but i think it's just the way that the style is which is an that's okay true. style yeah, but i love the story being told in that in those comics. Oh, the whole the whole timeline is is another thing as well it was different comics and different books and stuff trying to get that around your head around that is uh, is another thing as well letting out all the names and planets and all that, all that kind of stuff yeah, believe me it's a, it's a lot to follow it is a lot to follow um uh, even for us to read it uh, it reminded me that i recorded um from the audible book uh the rising storm the um ricky and um my, my ryan will remember that <laughs> in there there was an anthem um written for the republic fair a song uh, it's pl- <laughs> played out it's played out at the fair i was in the book you don't hear it but in the audible they actually go the full hog the chap sings it <laughs> and it's it's really very, very wow. akin it's very akin to disneyland and hits a small world um like once you heard it you wish you never heard it so <laughs> I, I recorded it off the audible and i thought i've got to play it for you guys just so you can suffer it as much as i if i have to but here we go we- did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I did. It, what was that? Starting great. Yeah, yeah, starting great. Yeah, yeah. Teaser for next month's Senate. Oh my. All right, go. Oh, oh, it's a whole 35 seconds. This is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Oh, yeah, no. exactly. Hold okay. on. Okay. Right, listen to the words. It's very corny as well. Here we go. We are one. We are many. We are me. We are you. So much joy. distant worlds distant planets we stand together and sing the future's bright and united let the galaxy ring you were not embarrassed to record yourself singing that Stephen uh, <laughs> that's, that's impressive uh, I was going to say, it sounded like Steven singing. Steven, yeah. send me that clip, but, and no, then I'll, I'll do a remix on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a beat behind it. <laughs> I... We'll do dubstep Republic Fair song. <laughs> so Ryan and Ricky have only seen it written down in the book. Was that anything like you imagined? I know they in the book they mentioned it was very repetitive and like kind of annoying. They're like, oh, oh this yeah. dang tune keeps playing everywhere. It's driving me crazy. And now I could totally see... You know, Elzar walking through town like I'm just gonna use the dark side and like, kill everybody with this tune going everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's very and funny. it doesn't help that I just watched the Lord of the Rings and I just picture like Pippin reading it or something. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I was trying to find the buzzer sound, a gong show effect sound or otherwise. Yep, get him off the stage. The poor <laughs> author. <laughs> or not the author but the audible you know guy reading you know he's got no direction for what the although it does sound like the book said it was annoying and whatever but yeah. you know he has no direction for what the song is supposed to sound like whatsoever right oh, so it's totally no, making, it's that making that up on off. his own making it up, yeah. so yeah, brave brave individual to record that indeed and and then explain the context there again this is some song the republic was trying to so it's the, yep it's called yes, the republic fair it's a song for the republic fair the Chancellor is trying so to unite of- everyone to join the Republic, so that's why they're making these outposts on the Outer Rim. But there's like a lot of planets, like Ahsoka's planet, where the Togrudas come from. They don't want anything to do with the Republic at this point. So she's trying to invite everybody, even the ones that don't like the Republic, to this fair 
she made little replicas of the planets so people can like kind of cha- exchange cultures and stuff like that. And she made the song to like unite everybody to, you know, kumbaya, you know. Yeah, that's not gonna do it. <laughs> I picture it like in Shrek when Lord Farquaad has that little box of like the sand of the dancing little figures. I picture it like that. Just this ridiculous song that just annoys people, but just shows how great everything is and how yeah. you know, fantastic it is. At least stay off the grass. Wipe your yeah. feet. Wipe your it shoes. Just, the, the, I just immediately <laughs> just thought of Hits a Small World. And when I went to Euro Disney, I went on there with my sister. We went through Hits a Small World um, um, ride for all these for all this enclosed sort of um, cavern kind of thing and seeing all these little um, small animate um, models and stuff and things moving and singing. That whole song playing for a whole 10 minutes. It's a small... I told that, you, that's kind of like my favourite ride at Disneyland. Those I was almost <laughs> driven nuts. And that's what the whole song I could hear for the next few days afterwards kept going on through my mind. I thought, this reminds me of that. I would I would want to shoot anybody singing it, really. Oh, every, every time I go to Disneyland, I, I have to write Small World. That's like one of my favorites. I know. That's a good <laughs> analogy, Stephen. I could see, especially the way he sung it or whatever, and, and, and the way the book sort of sounded like it was yeah. describing it being a repetitive, annoying thing that, yeah, it, 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 it would equate to it. something uh, similar to that. <laughs> it's a small world. It's going to make war, not peace, isn't it? That's that song. Hearing that all day. <laughs> to start saying, so I start having arguments with each other. But uh, it, it was it was fun. I will, I, and I have to say, I really appreciate the, the the amount of work and energy that the uh, um, the narrator has on these audible books. You know, to do all these voices, um, which they've managed to keep consistent across um, all the High Republic books, which which helps. Um, and then to actually sing that, I mean, he probably thought, oh my god, I can't. But then he thought, hang on, let me for this. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure he's done worse. Makes me jealous. Makes me jealous. I can't do the audiobooks. Dang. Well, there we go. That's what you're missing out on. <laughs> yeah. They, I, I was just uh, trying to sing that song in my head. It just does not do it purpose as that does. So. Well, well played. Thank you, Steve. Needed an investigative reports. Wonder if, wonder if the audible guy, you know, reaches out to the author at all to say, you know, how, how did you envision this song to go? What did, or is he, t- is it totally made up on his own? Um, it could be our first uh, uh, positively uh, Star Wars Senate podcast interview is to try to track the audible guy down and find out. Is that totally <laughs> made up on your own? Did you have any insight into that? And my goodness, you're a brave individual for recording that. Well, I think <laughs> yeah. put it, putting it down for all to hear. I think it's a job for Ricky. You could uh, treat him with a PSW. Oh, Did you thing. come up Mike, with the melody? Mike Thompson, <laughs> ask him about that. Uh, was it Mark Thompson? Is it Mark Thompson, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I think it's Mark Thompson. He does them all, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's very good at everything he does, I recognize. Done, yeah. But even even in the one I was listening to, which wasn't him, the voices were still consistent with with what he'd done. So they must be talking to each other. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet at Mark Thompson and ask him how that all happened. <laughs> I'll send I'll, I'll post the audible in the messenger chat and you, and you can post the audible in in the treat. Uh, what so, was your inspiration? Yeah, um, excellent. Okay, guys, well we've come to the end of our time here now, um, and uh, yeah, I covered think covered a wide range of Star Wars uh, eras here. <laughs> oh, we certainly have. Yeah, from from Obi Wan to briefly about Boba Fett, but really there isn't really much more to say about it. Um, but hopefully, come December uh, next month, we will know a bit more about uh, the book of Boba Fett, which is starting just after Christmas. So, yeah, so probably, that'll probably have, be January. We'll have more to talk about about that, I would imagine, next month. 
as well. I'm not sure what else is happening between then now, but well, we always find stuff to talk about, don't we? Well, so, this, is, this episode's probably going to come out uh, around Life Day, so happy Life Day. <laughs> Watch that holiday special. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, thanks very much, everybody. I shall leave you all to get back to the, uh, the depressing real world. And uh, for all those listening online or on your favourite podcast app, we, we will be are back. one. We are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That should be our out. That, that should be our outro. Out that could be our outro. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next month. We are the planet. Two weeks time. Yep. Thank you very much. Fantastic Senate, y'all. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. We're <laughs> doing this all day now. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, switch off. things i did read all the comics last night so i think i'm only behind on the um last two of the full series of the main one which i, I don't know this the story kind of changed so i'm really not interested i forgot in i forgot to catch up on the um no i don't no i think i am up to date on the uh, idw one yeah that one i think i'm um well apart from the latest two but are they out or they're not i can't remember i think no there's the latest two aren't out yet because i when i, I I got the email for so Eminent, I think. Yeah. Because I, I went, because, uh, you know, I, I created an account for Comixology so I can read all these. Because it's just impossible for me to go try to find them at my comic book shop or have a box there because I, I never go. I don't even yeah. know what comic. Oh, no, the next ones are due out on the 17th. Yeah.
and I think on the other one, one just came out on the 11th or something like that, the 10th. And that, yeah, because that one, I don't know, that one, the story kind of changed now. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to. Oh, you mean the main, uh, sort of what, yeah, what the main I one? called the main, the main high yeah, public comic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I thought the whole, the main one, the whole undercover thing now, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I'm waiting for those to. Cause, on Comicsology, they're like three bucks, whatever. But like after like a month, they go down to like a dollar something. So, so I'm kind of just waiting. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I went went and bought. Um, I was trying to see if there was another one of those Trail of Shadows ones, but I guess that one doesn't come out till next week. So that's the last one then in that series, I think. Yeah, there's only the one so far. It's only four. Oh, sorry, no, try again, confused. Yeah. Yeah, no, first, that's one with the, the first, yeah, I read the first one in Trail of the Shadows. Yeah, it's the last one of the monster or Temple Peak. Um, yeah, I have I have number two here. I was reading it last night. I didn't finish the second one, but it didn't seem like it was really connected to anything. So the monster, the monster like, one, I don't think is re- you could really not yeah. read. I think and wouldn't miss out on much. I'm gonna have to ask Ryan when that one takes place because it's like I was kind of confused. I don't know totally. it's Which one is that? The monster Temple Peak. Which one is that? When does it take place? Yeah, is it before Rise of um, Rise Star? Before. No, it's after. Battle, right? It's directly it's after. after. It's a day after. A day after or less. How come I remember in the book that she goes back with the Jedi? I don't yeah. know, man. Who's that? Ty. Ty York. I don't remember her in uh, Monster Peak. Was she in Monster Peak? Isn't she I the main Monster Peak? She's the main character. She's the main character, isn't she? She's a, yeah, no, she's in Rise of Storm. She's the main one that was helping. What's his face? She was yeah, right in Ozark. I thought you were okay. talking about um, really Trail of Shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no, no I still I don't think she's in Trail of Shadows. No, no, no. I was telling Stephen that I was, I was catching up on all the comics last night. Oh, I'm so confused now. I know. Yeah. I thought, hang on a minute. No, hang on. No. Oh, I, I give up. I don't know why it's so I don't know why it's so difficult to keep up with all these uh, books and comics. I don't know why. Because there's, there's a lot of them. I, I went to my comic shop yesterday, yeah. and they had a whole, like, spinny rack of um of you know war of the bounty hunters and it had a chart showing you which ones <laughs> and like there's just so many different issues i'm like i'm not gonna start reading <laughs> this is this is when i start to feel that ron's got the right idea by just ignoring books and comics <laughs> it makes your brain doesn't have to explode so much yeah they, they, they had a little chart showing like okay this one came out first and then you read this one and then like no <laughs> there's too many so monster and Temple Peak that takes place between uh, Light of the Jedi and Rising Storm. Okay, that's what I said. Because okay. yeah. it didn't. Yeah, yeah I checked. Just, I, from Jedi and I checked the first page of the comic and it says after the great disaster and then uh, Chancellor So is preparing for the fair on Valo. So oh. it happens before Rising Storm. Russell confirms that. Yes. Hello and good morning, every gentlemen. Greetings salutations. Every time I log into Comicsology, I can't remember if I if I created a Amazon logon or a Comicsology logon. I have to keep remembering every time. If only there was a handheld device that could capture all sorts of disparate information to help you with such endeavors. Yes. <laughs> and allow you to communicate with people and entertain. A sense With a battery life that lasted weeks upon. Okay, I'm getting crazy here. <laughs> That's my biggest hang-up with, with smartphones these days. I don't need any more bells. I don't need any more whistles. I don't need a better camera. I need a battery that charges overnight and lasts for, <laughs> you know, a month, a week. Something more than what it does now. They have gotten better, but, geez, come on. that's that's the that Build that better mousetrap, and Microsoft, you might actually get people to switch to your phones. 
you know how like <laughs> on movies they show people like running from some kind of danger and they have their phone like my movie would be like 20 minutes long because my phone would just die <laughs> yeah if i cranked my brightness and truly turned up everything that i don't have turned down in order to you know maximize it or whatever right it wouldn't last last like it's supposed to how, how are you doing oh, really? tony Tony. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, guys. I was oh, no, it's all right. no, it's all right. I signed in and I was in the middle of something else. But yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm good. How is everybody? Fine, thanks. Good to good. have you here. Yeah, yeah, it's well, good to be. You know, I haven't been on Facebook too much lately, so that's why, uh, you know, you haven't heard too much from me. <laughs> but, I never uh, go on there still... anymore either. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I just, I don't know. I've, the past couple of months, I've, I've kind of signed out of there. I, I'll pop in here and there, but I, you know, as you've seen, I haven't been in the chat at all. Um, just been busy with other other things and but here i am not not gonna miss this yeah. if i uh am able to talking all about the holiday special <laughs> <laughs> hey that was like a year ago right that, that yeah you guys watched it yeah. i was so pumped for that one last year and then i ended up having to miss it i was bummed about that right, we didn't we didn't end up uh, releasing it as an episode anyways <laughs> oh we did <laughs> no <laughs> It wasn't. Wait, it didn't meet. Well, I missed a holiday <laughs> special one. Yeah, I can't. I can't do this with a straight face. It didn't meet our high quality top no. standards. <laughs> I remember we had a bunch of like issues, and then like we just kept going off topic and talking about personal stuff. So, like, it wasn't worthy. All right, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then uh, that that secretly sounds like Ricky's ploy to get us to do that again. Yeah, it, it was most. It was mostly like for my birthday. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, that we, we have some new senators, or whatever. That could be an interesting, yeah. uh, an interesting. I don't know if what, I could put if, Stephen through that again. Well, yeah, and, and subject myself to it. Likewise, um, but should we ever need a content <laughs> uh, a month to you know to have some content or whatever? But I suspect, yeah. uh, given the release of things and what's coming for us or whatever, we're 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 going to be good for good for a while. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Could see where we could get get to it twice a month or something. I don't know what will be next month though, because we're still before Boba, aren't we? Uh, next month, so January we'll have. I'm I'm just waiting for some Star Wars stuff that's more than like a minute or ten minutes long. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like totally. Everything's been so short, like you know. But that's fine. I guess we'll wait till the TV show. I wonder how long Boba Fett's going to be if it's going to be like twenty minutes or. Because Mando was like twenty five. Right? Yeah, Mando was probably be the same like Mando. Yeah. I wonder how many episodes though. That's what I'm wondering. One. <laughs> he like dies in the first episode again. He just falls back at the start. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian will be eight episodes. Season three, it'll be eight episodes. Eight episodes. I wonder, I wonder if that Sonic pit still exists. I, I imagine if he did get, when obviously he did get out of it. I imagine he would have blown it to smithereens afterwards. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. Although it wasn't the start. Like also, before, I find right? it I mean, when you talk about episodes, okay. I find it interesting that? that Mandalorian season Mandalorian season three is eight episodes, but Andor is twelve episodes. So I'm not sure if it's a runtime thing or they just have more story to tell with Andor. Or it's easier to have somebody that doesn't have a giant armor suit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I heard eight episodes, I too thought that was interestingly short, small. Um, seems like they got a lot of, but maybe to to spread it out over multiple seasons. But yeah, interesting that Andor would yeah. have twelve. But you got a lot more. You don't have any yeah, backstory. You got a, you got a huge right. Don't you have a huge canvas to play with? Versus Boba Fett, you're very, you're somewhat constrained, right? You're somewhat somewhat limited in the canvas that you can play yeah. with of, of where you can go or stories to tell or 
you're, you're you're just constrained with Boba Fett, whereas Andor's got a lot more has has the potential for a lot more freedom to some extent. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a backstory. So, I mean, but he still has to get to the same spot because we know his end. So now we just yeah, gotta right, you gotta get to the... his smuggling past. Where Mandalorian, it's literally blown open, and we have no idea what he does for the next twenty five years. So. Touche. Yeah, yeah. So right, he could. Well, but he's yeah, he's not involved in anything. But he doesn't need to be involved in anything uh, future wise. Doesn't need to be in the sequel trilogy involvement universe at all. Yeah. That's probably why we'll watch the show. <laughs> to figure to, to see what to see what they in fact do with them. I still find it a surprising character to do an entire se- twelve episode series on. I'm very surprised that it was him, but you know it's Star Wars, so I'll be watching. So is is Andor officially the title, or do they or they you know is that a potentially a I'm just spitballing right? Is that potentially a holding title so that we know what it's? No, about? I think that's the actual title. The, the, that's, that's yeah, I think confirmed that's, that's or released. It. Yeah, when Disney released their uh, 2022 thing, slate yeah. for Disney, they call it Andor. And right, what? Else? Yeah, it's about the yeah. So it's going to be about that era. But, but is Obi Wan is that called Obi Wan Kenobi now, or is it just Kenobi, or is it just Obi Wan? I think it's just Kenobi. Obi-Wan, isn't it? Oh, I just said Obi Wan Kenobi on the Disney Plus thing. Did it? I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah. Yeah, they have the full thing, and even in the release slate, they call it Obi Wan Kenobi, not just well, you know I mean, Ben. It, this is yeah, this is super nerd neck or whatever, but right, it shouldn't be because he doesn't Obi Wan. I haven't gone by that for a long, you know, a long time. So so, but I think for the for the masses, they need to call it Kenobi just to get the the lay fan to understand because old Ben just isn't gonna. Unless this is the story of him like not using the name anymore. <laughs> Show about <laughs> Rice. Well, yeah, there, yeah, there's that, there's that for sure. Had a revel- uh, I want to well. see his uh, want to see his thinking. I'm like, you know what? Instead of Obi Wan Kenobi, I think I'll go Ben Kenobi. And I no want to see his thinking like that. <laughs> Nobody will make those connections. Not the first time he. Oh wait, anyway, yeah. I was gonna say something, but I'm I'm gonna spoil it for Ryan. It probably, it, it probably, that's surprised everyone didn't think about putting a pair of glass song because that worked for Clark Kent for a long time. <laughs> Disguise, didn't it? <laughs> Glasses in Star Wars? Blasphemy. The cloner has them. The cloner has them. Yeah, the cloner yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Is that the is yeah. that the first evidence of general glass of, of glasses in in um, in Star Wars? Apart from when you know stormtroopers and helmets and that kind of stuff. Holiday special, uh, Wilford oh, yeah. Brimley dude, sickle Roger or whoever that guy. Yeah, yeah. Now was it Hart? Was it yeah, the old Harvey guy? Harman, whatever. Like oh, the, the guy that owned the shop. Well, we gotta watch it again because we just don't remember. Yeah, I don't think it was Harvey. Anyway, there's somebody in the in the holiday special, the, the the reviled uh, holiday special that uh, had glasses on. Yeah, who was the who was the was, main uh the main guy that was in there? It wasn't Roger. Roger Corbin was the um the chef the chef lady. It was Art Carney. Art Carney. Art Carney. Yeah, yeah that's my that's my Wilford Brimley guy. <laughs> Sorry, Wilford Art. Brim. Yeah, I was I was I was since you said Wilford Brimley, I kept thinking I was like, wait, Wilford Brimley was a. Not, I, yeah, I knew it wasn't, but I knew it was a, <laughs> a, a old Hollywood guy like that and couldn't couldn't pull it. Yeah, it's Art Carney. There was a guy in the Clone thing. Wars that that had glasses. Um, he no was. It was that one guy. I don't remember right now what Isn't he did. A, he was uh, he was the guy that had that like the Lobot gear, if you remember that. Mm. And he was, I think, he was one of the Separatists. 
And I don't remember what else about him. I, I can picture him, but I don't remember what his storyline was. But he had glasses and he had like the Lobot uh, head head thing. I want to say people in, um, what do you call it, Canto Bite had those little glasses that they held with their Yeah. Monocles. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like we had readers or cheaters yeah, to see yeah. a card or something. Yeah. The ones like at a... Horse racer, Does this you know, mean yeah. that everybody in Star Wars has got twenty twenty vision, or they all got really good contact lenses? LASIK is free. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Empire Healthcare. Yes, yeah, that's there probably it. That, or you just have no eyes and you're blind. Or healthcare, <laughs> as they call it in the Empire. You know, <laughs> very good. Okay, well, I think we've got. <clears throat> I think we we're all, we're, all we're going to get, aren't we, today? Uh, what you mean? Is, we're wrapping, we're wrapping up. That's it. <laughs> that's all we get. No, no, that's not it. No, I mean, that's it. We've got all the people. We've got all the people we're going to get. I think uh, this month. So.